everyone! Hello and welcome to the latest episodic discussion podcast here for the Infinite Arrow Syndicate. I am going to be your luxurious host, uh, The Black Shadow, uh, joined by many fine folks in the community as we are going to be having ourselves a pretty deep dive into Resident Evil and specifically looking uh, at all of the many, 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 many side titles that this series has, uh, as if the main series wasn't long enough. Uh, we are joined by many illustrious, uh, beginning with Mr. Renegade Operative, our Lord and Savior. Uh, I am a zombie right now. I am brain dead, but how's it going, everyone? I cannot wait to dive into the Resident Evil side games, and hopefully it will be fun. Uh, and alongside us as well, also being joined by Mr. AK Austin. Hello, hello. I'm back yet again. Good to be here, and I'm... Pretty excited to talk about these uh, Resident Evil spin-offs, not gonna lie. Uh, Mr. Silver Crystal. Hello again, folks. Back once more, here to talk about all these wonderful side games, especially for me, Ed Aim. Happy to talk about that, so we'll be getting to that in a second. Thank you. And last but no means least, Mr. Sir Brando. Hi, how you this? The like saving time sucks. <laughs> it makes my job easier, however, so I can't, I'm not complaining. Anyways, so, yes, Resident Evil, it's been around for, what, 25 years now? And of course, we all know that the main series is well long enough um, going through that time, but there's been, of course, a ton of spin-offs as well. So this is going to be, uh, hope you guys like a lot of detail, because we've got play to offer. So we're going to give initial impressions on all of the side games within the franchise. Uh, we've obviously got a list of everything, so you're looking at your Resident Evil Revelations, uh, your Survivors, your Chronicle games, Outbreak, Operation Raccoon City. Um, who wants to start where? Well, um, the doc says we should go from top to bottom, so I guess we All right, then. should do it in order. We should do it. All right, then. So Resident Evil Revelations is where we will begin our journey. Wait, are these considered spin-offs? Yeah, they are. Well, they're the best spin-offs then. <laughs> no question. <laughs> um, What's your memories of it? I mean, did you, did you play the game on release or, or even? Uh, uh, not on release. I played on on two, not two, on one when it came to the PS3. <laughs> so uh, I got I got the port later, and then Revelations two, I got that some way down the line later. But I did play episode one because it was free by the time I got to it. But yeah. Uh, I did, um, got run to get in a Rev 2 implanted. I think out of the bunch between all the spinoffs, it's definitely, you know, those two are the best ones, bar none. Because they're pretty much like mainline games, honestly, in terms of quality. Which deceives me how old Revelation. I mean, Revelations 1 came out like 10 years ago, which makes me feel incredibly yeah. old. Unfortunately. Well, nine, yeah, like... nine years or some months. Yeah, it's it's, just... it was like after 5 release. Yeah. Um, and there's seen plenty of releases now. It, you know, obviously, it came on PS3, but also Xbox, uh, Wii, uh, obviously PC. There was the 3DS version as well, which I had a spin of um, not too long ago, which actually plays pretty decently, um, I reckon. I'm not a huge handheld gamer fan, um, but I mean, it was designed for it, so yeah, yeah, exactly. And they got basically ported across, but um, no, I actually think it's it's a solid one. Uh, it's it's obviously the idea of revelations is a nice kind of tie in between games of the main franchise so you've got um revelations which takes place between four and five i believe it is yeah 
And then mm-hmm. you've got Revelation 2, which is meant to then take place like between 5 and 6, I think it is, whatever else. So um, right. I definitely think that f- the first game is definitely very, very solid. Um, it's It probably could have been like a number title, but I guess the idea is having like this kind of like, ooh, it's kind of mysterious sort of thing. Um, its plot to me is a little bit wacky at times. It's a little kind of all over the place, or it's kind of designed that obviously you've got multiple lead characters effectively, um, you know, with Jill and Chris, and then your sections with like Keith and Quint and that sort of thing. Uh, and then the Autumn of Betrayal, as if that's never happened before. Um, <laughs> but I do like how it kind of like tries to tie lots of elements together. Um, the sections back in Terragrigia, um, I thought were really, really awesome. I remember playing through those quite a lot. Brutal on the hardest difficulty. The second one, especially, nasty, but. Oh, dude, um, Inferno is fucking hard in that game. It is rough. I bit it twice, and like, it still doesn't get any easier. No, no, I, I reckon it's one of like the hot, the one of the earliest really hard Resident Evil difficulties I think I've ever taken on was uh, Inferno mode for, for, for Revelations. Absolutely brutal. Um, uh, oh, go ahead, Austin. Sure. So my experience was that uh, my dad redboxed it for me, and I beat it in that day. <laughs> it just it's it's not the longest game by far. None. You can beat it in easy five six hours if you're really gunning it. But I I really enjoyed uh, Revelations one a lot. I think I enjoyed Revelations 2 a lot more, though, mainly because of Claire and Barry. I mean, I'm personally Pretty biased much it. towards both of them, so I can understand this. <laughs> yeah, n- no kidding. I-, I did like playing as Jill and Chris in Revelations 1. Like, it was cool playing them. I loved uh, Chris's sections in Revelations 1, fighting in the Snowlands. I was like, very cool design, most of the part. And then on the giant boat, which is done before but i think this is like one of the better ways to do a giant ship for a resident evil game yeah i thoroughly enjoy this i would say yes this is these are probably the better of the spin-off titles invisible hunters suck by the way everyone just want to oh, throw that one out there. i completely forgot about those how, how could you <laughs> I completely forgot brutal. about those whoever thought that would be a good idea i i completely I, deleted those from my memory i don't think anyone likes the invisible enemies at all but i mean hey in revelations 2 if you want them all invisible you can do that <laughs> and that's an <laughs> achievement oh god if you hate yourself that much yeah there's Self-loving. some insta kill enemies too i don't want to deal with that shit what do people make of the fact that obviously one of the big things when the games came out was of their uh, the episodic nature, the fact that they were being sort of broken up into little sections and at, at times obviously being sold potentially in, in sort of little sections sort of thing. Do you think that was a, a, a system and kind of a storytelling that kind of suited the game? Well, for Rev 1, I was actually okay with it because there was like, you know, but by its purposes, there was a lot of episodes, right? Whereas in Rev 2, it's only four. But at least you got two perspectives of one episode, right? Hmm. But I didn't care too much for it, though. I think they should just release the whole package and then move on with their life about it. Hmm. I didn't I didn't necessarily care about them just doing an episodic game of Resident Evil, especially since they only did four, well, five grand total. But no, I didn't care I... more personally. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I go. Oh, go yeah. I had a situation when it first came out, where I was thinking to myself, they're doing this because of the popularization of episodic content, as of late. 
I was really mulling that over because obviously around a similar kind of time, you'd obviously had Telltale's Walking yes. Dead come out and that popularized episodic stuff for a very long time, didn't it? Yeah, it was, it's definitely, a, uh, there was a phase in game for like two or three years where loads, it's trends, like video gaming's done this for all, for all the time, it, it trends, little things happen, I mean, we had the zombie trend of like 2007, 2008, where everything had zombies in it all of a sudden, it's, it's not too far different, Look, to be honest. Capcom is the trend follower, uh, they clearly said in their mission plan for Resident Evil Resistance that they wanted to capture dead by daylight numbers they said this before with re6 and cod how they wanted to capture the cod crowd which is why re6 is like super feature rich and it has like a bunch of multiplayer modes uh it's no different here with the episodic content for me personally though it worked out because i honestly took a while to play the game so i had the option to buy the entire game and just wait until all the episodes come out and when it came out i had the full experience so it didn't bother me too much but i probably would not like to see this feature return again i just have a strong feeling though considering capcom is trend following and now there's the stuff with micros and now there's the stuff with segmenting a game uh it, yeah it, it's mm -hmm. something that i kind of expect later down the list with one of their leaks but we will talk about that later i i just mm. felt it was an option that was good for me because it was okay with me waiting for some other people it might not be hmm. the way i went about playing it it didn't initially bother me too much because when i first came across it I got it for the 3DS because obviously it was released for that console. And I thought to myself at the time, because, you know, my eyesight isn't amazing. I suffer with a lot of eye strain. So I thought maybe getting this on a portable console might not be the best idea. It turned out to be right. Then for the longest time, I didn't come back to it until last year when I streamed it shortly after we did Resident Evil Village on the channel. Because a lot of people were saying, look, this game is way better than you might think it would be for a, a side game. Give it a try. And then I went through it and pleasantly surprised, as, as has been said here already, very high quality for what it is. Very high quality. No complaints from me. Not at all. Yeah, no, I, I think they did a pretty good job. I think both of them. Um, I think to myself, I think Revelation 2... I think missed a lot of people kind of their expectations. I don't think they necessarily made it a bad game. I enjoyed it a lot for what it was. Um, you know, I thought there was some very cool stuff. I don't think personally the idea of having like the sort of two player cop on it was was cute, though I still don't think it was the best implemented really. I don't think it's the greatest co-op experience I've ever played. Um, but I think that Revelation 2 was a better game than I think a lot of people gave credit for. No, oh, two was a fantastic game though. I just Honestly, like if I had to break it down though, there's definitely elements that one did better than two and vice versa. But the biggest one that two does better really is just a general gameplay because it's not built for a handheld anymore mm -hmm. versus at the first game. Yeah. Yeah, and it's faster uh, too. Like Claire could just do these kicks and Mora has the crowbar, so I like the gameplay a lot more than the first one. Yeah, that's why I would say that you no, know, in terms of just you no know, playing the game, two two is just better. Especially since you no, know, it's more I won't say streamlined, but more the quality of life is better in comparison to even the um mainline games like four, five, and six. 
you know, you, you need to press all these extra buttons to do all these combinations or whatever, right? One button for a knife, uh, for your melee, etc., and then move on with your life. That's what I appreciate mm-hmm. about the game. I, I wish, you no, know, they would adapt that again for another game, but we haven't gotten Revelations game in a while, so. Also, the add-on to that, um, this is where people started to spearhead the series and say that they're starting to introduce these obscure characters that we haven't seen in the storyline for a long time. So you have Claire, which by that point, we haven't seen her. Um, mostly, the main plot was dealing with Leon and Chris uh, focusing on the outbreak in China and everything like that. And then you have Barry, which we haven't seen in a longer time. Like he's been in other side games, sure. Some of them have been like com- mid fifties, <laughs> completely non-canon. But yeah, they brought back Barry Burton. So uh, that was where people saw the opportunity of like, if all these old guys could come back and they can't come back in the mainline timeline, then why not put them in the Revelation series? I think that was the idea. It was it was a good opportunity to get characters that people were familiar with, and obviously Resident Evil has a ton of characters that have been established over the course of time, and it was a nice way to kind of reintroduce some of them and bring them back sort of into the fold. Um, and I think for that side of things, I think they did a pretty solid job of it. Yeah, I agree. Like, well, the it was thing... nice to... oh. No, go ahead. You fine. Go ahead. Uh, so like um, I mentioned this in like another podcast. Um, I think we we're talking about um, RE4, I believe. That the characters that are like really popular today had it gotten a second chance because on um, that well a second game right like Jill she had two games in the same console duration Chris mm-hmm. Cole Veronica that's the second game and Leon RE4 which that blew up in popularity so it does make Leon a really popular character right the other characters like Carlos Barry and so on and so forth didn't have that second chance no unfortunately so I think the Revelations games would be a great way to give these characters you know the limelight. Yeah, I think so. There's only certain other people that are going to get in, really, though. I mean, I will say, I think anyone... Yeah, who, yeah. I mean, if you're sitting here waiting for Revelations 3 and expecting it to be the return of Billy Cohen, just just stop. Just stop doing this to yourself, people. Just, yeah. like, you need <laughs> to, go going for you need to accept that it's... Yeah. It, you, need to, you need to let it go, and you just <laughs> need to accept that it's not going to happen. He wandered off into the forest and probably tripped on a rock and died. Okay. Jesus. Christ. <laughs> he was he it's was a bit harsh. almost an in infinite darkness. Almost. Hey, Queenie. He's sick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of making people sick, it's time to talk about Umbrella Core. Uh, Yay. Uh, Yay. I think we can just all agree and say this uh Let's just grab a lighter or trash bin, pour every gasoline in the world into it, light it on fire, and that won't be enough to kill the monstrosity of this game. Oh, monstrosity! It's, it's, <laughs> it would be fair to say that the game was released to unfavorable reviews. I think that's a fair, <laughs> fair statement to make. Uh, um, but there is a question worth asking of why it exists. And I think this is something that's touched upon earlier. And I think it's something we're going to come across a few times with a lot of these sort of side titles is there's definitely a lot of using these spin-offs as an attempt to try and uh, access a more general sort of um, playing public by, by having these styles and genres, which Resident Evil was definitely not known for. Um, but figure that they can have a crack with. It just turns out that their attempt to make, um, you know, Resident Evil Call of Duty was probably not a good idea. Uh, In that case, though, that was more of Rainbow Six than Call of Duty. 
I mean, pr- probably so. Who here has actually played it? Because like, it's one uh, of the only two Resident Evil games I've ever not played. I have. Yeah. I will it's admit this one. Though. The game does actually play well. Like, despite how funny it looks, the game actually does play well. It has pretty smooth on gameplay, I'll be considered, right? But that's, that's, that's the only, only good thing I can say. Maybe the graphics, give or take. That's the only thing I can say that's good about the game. Okay, so the problems in my experience were it the enemy AI and the glitching and the dogs. What the fuck were they thinking? Like I saw dogs go through doors, I saw zombies fall through the floor. They clearly did not care about the player versus environment experience with this game. Uh and then there was the fact that the hook was like super overpowered. I have no idea why you could just run up on like two people with a hook and their lives is done as way too overpowered. And in, in defense to that though, like it is a charge based weapon, so you need to like stay in a sense for a long time, right? So if you get behind somebody, you know, and hit them with the, um, the hook, you earn that kill because they had no situation awareness. I killed two people with it. That's just completely dumb. And, and the map design, okay, I, I think the people who played it, we could all agree that the map design is not good i understand they're trying to go back to your original haunts like rpd and Dude, re4 horrible I, I think re5 RPD as well yeah uh i don't remember actually i but think the, there was honestly, a... in my opinion the best map was honestly the re4 recreation map like i think that's probably mm-hmm. the most fun to play on but yeah i don't know yeah it, it was also a tricell map like i understand like the little references like i catered to those because i thought they were cool but outside of that the rpd map is just complete garbage like it's so different and it's so weird and linear you could get stuck on walls it's like you don't know where you're going like it's not good for team play there are those multiplayer games where you have a map and it's not good for uh going against the players and fighting and holding down uh and those maps were not designed like that they also do the thing with uh uh, this is another game we're going to talk about later but they do this with resistance as well where some of these old maps are just not that great here's a question for you ren Hmm? who do you think capcom thought they were making this game for um well it's like austin said he said the esports crowd and i agree it had like a pretty big esports feel I think Capcom wanted to get into the shooter market because there were games like Halo, COD, um, Siege that Brandon mentioned that were really big on getting those crowds going and having that competitive play. Uh, For Resident Evil people, they don't want that. I think I said this recently in a video that what Resident Evil people want is a single player survival horror focused game and this was not it. Yeah, I think that's 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 pretty fair. Um, it it missed the mark. Uh, I think it was. I don't even know if I want to call it a noble attempt, though. Um, I think this is one of those games. Like, there's games that Resident Evil have tried to put out, which you think maybe have some legs and maybe have some room to grow. But like Umbrella, even before it came out, just I think we got the idea where it is. It just felt such a dead on arrival title. Like, you know, a bar, like a miracle. Like, I just didn't see how there was really a, a future for it beyond, like, the first few weeks. And that's exactly what happened, sadly, which is not something that is uh, unique to this title, which is a shame, I think. But, but is, uh... Uh, the way it goes sometimes. Uh, I think probably 
Fair things well, Umbrella Core um, does have some relations and was partially, I suppose, based upon uh, Operation Raccoon City, uh, which is a game that always fascinates me. Uh, back in uh, 2012, I think it was. Um, so, you know, again, fair long time away now. Makes me feel incredibly odd. I remember when this game came out and I was like, oh, this, this could be okay. Um, a game that I don't think it was ever received very well, but sold millions of copies, um, you know, which always has staggered me how much they sold of this. So they got so surprised by campaign. it. Yeah, I was not surprised by it honestly because like the marketing campaign, and they were literally tugging on the the strings of people who glorified the Raccoon City era of Resident Evil, right? So that was catered towards those guys, and you could play as the villains technically, even if it's canon or not. Like, come on, like no surprise in that that game was so well. Yeah, that's the first time ever right. that we could play with the bad guys. Yeah. In fact, all the games that came out in 2012, um. Sold really well. Raccoon Six, Raccoon City, and Revelations One. Just comes to reception though. Revelations One was the best received one. Yeah, I would probably, yeah. I would probably suggest that Six, of course, was a challenging development for that game. I guess we'll say at times, but you know that that was a challenge that they put on themselves. But um, Raccoon City always fascinating because obviously it was the, it was an early attempt as well. It was again 2012, so this is very much in the in the realm of you know this the four player co op team stuff against the undead and whatnot. There was like obviously there was a multiplayer mode I believe as well. If for, for Operation Raccoon City, there was like a semi sort of versus. Yeah, there's PvP. It was. Um, and, it, and there was uh, like one where it, you could play the protagonist and the uh, villains. Uh, heroes yeah, mode. Yeah, heroes mode. Yep. I would say this though, um, Raccoon City, that game actually makes me the mad, makes me more mad than anything else on this list because it actually had great potential and a great premise. Now, canon or not, but the game unfortunately had a really terrible development cycle. I don't know who to blame here for the developer team or Capcom for not giving them enough time to you know, polish the game up. I don't know who to blame yeah. here, but either way, the game just didn't come out as good as it really should be. Yeah, I Especially do. Oh. When you go for, I say, I don't know, like 100%, like I did. No, um, I play <laughs> a professional mode. Oh my god, the game is not, it's not hard because it's hard. It's hard because it's broken. Like, this is probably the most broken Resident Evil game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> I, I played it solo on professional, and there's some moments where I was like, I just need to run. <laughs> I don't yeah, have yeah, the time to fight. Sadly, though, if you need the S rank, though, you gotta do some things, do some fighting, right? But it's easier to do on professional yeah. mode than hard mode. But again, that's part of the problem. Though. The game is just broken. One department is just unrealistic. We had I it on to... our playthrough. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but not that going. Uh, we had it on our playthrough that the tyrant got stuck, and we were shooting the fuck out of him, throwing grenades, uh, spamming bullets, and he would not die. Same thing happened to Nemesis. It's like sometimes the AI just says fuck it and they will go into a corner and be superhuman while the players are shooting them, throwing grenades, tossing RPGs, and nothing's happening. And I think uh, whatever happened during the bug testing, which was non-existent on this part, uh, was pretty mediocre because it was very apparent in our playthrough that enemies were not dying or things were being terribly wonky i i think just the main thing that drags this game down is not the premise itself because the premise is awesome like a what if story based on re that's fantastic it's the gameplay and the stiff controls and some of the animations being so bugged to the point where you're like what is even happening exactly like despite yeah. all the shit that we give umbrella corpse for 
its shortcomings. At least the game functions. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have to recall. I, I've not played this game extensively, but I do remember I played. It was the first two chapters. It was. It wasn't long after it came out. I was around a friend's uh, and had some time by myself, and I'd played the first couple of chapters and. I it was very unfamiliar for me with Resident Evil game. I was bored. Like this game, mm. I think like without, I think with people to play with, I think it probably was fine. But on your own, I was so underwhelmed um, by everything going on. It just felt so hollow an experience. I was so disappointed. Yeah, um, no, yeah. Ren just mentioned the DLC. To be quite honest though, the, um, the Spec Ops team was honestly the best part about the game. You know, I actually enjoyed myself playing with the, um, <laughs> Spec Ops. Yeah, the, DLC, the final boss. The final boss sucks. But go ahead. Also. DLC is the best part of Operation Raccoon City. Is the good side campaign. Pretty much. Yeah, it, it was like a companion piece towards um the, uh, what they call it again? The Wolf Squad for um Umbrella. I believe that was. Uh one. yes, Wolf Wolf Pack. Yeah, Wolf yeah, Pack. Yeah, that, like I say, it was it's definitely a really, really good DLC. You know, I, I recommend that everyone should try it if you can, because you know, yeah, especially if you play on consoles, you never know when that DLC is going to get delisted. Interesting, you know? but interesting but fact really though. What's up? Interesting fact though, it, it, compared to both the uh, Spec Ops and the and uh, Wolf Pack, funny enough, uh, the classes they are. Like Vector is the stealth camouflage dude. They're gender swap for the spec ops, which is yeah. I thought was really cool. Cause like, oh sweet, I get to play a really badass female as the counterpart to Vector. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. I've always played this party girl. Cause she's you know the best one. Oh, Vector was my favorite character, anyways, because he's the uh, he's the disciple of Hunk. That is badass. I always play Vector and I think Lupo, um, the girl with the um, purple mask on her face. I, was good. Always play with. I love four eyes like I like infecting people and turning them into BOWs and using BOWs to my will <laughs> that's fair <laughs> dear me but no I was um like uh, so you said you said you tried 100% the game uh Brando like I mean oh, that that's yeah. kind of like a jaw me and um Dom guy are lighting trophies on the side of things we did it and Oh, God, dude, professional was so bad. Getting the S plus ranks was garbage. Ah, uh, you're a uh, you're you're a braver man than I. That's all I can say. Or you're just no, insane. I mean, yes, <laughs> yes, it's, it's, yes, yes, is the correct answer. Goodness me. More. The more I look back on this, and especially like hearing what you guys are saying right here, the more I've come to accept something. It's okay to like this game, and I wasn't the only person that actually enjoyed the, you know, government spec ops DLC. That's that's the part of the game that really was quite redeeming for me. Shit, and plus it's also the least um broken in my head. If anything, yeah, if that is... was the main campaign of the game, no, I think the game would probably been better received. You you do have a point though. It's almost like they didn't really do much testing on the main campaign of the game, and yet the DLC campaign actually got a bit of testing. You make a good point there. It wasn't as buggy. Hmm. All right then. I, pref- go, I was go, just going to say that I prefer to call it a, a guilty pleasure. I, I think, I think the best fair, way to put it. Fair, yeah. That's fair. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, carry on. Next one. Uh, Next one. No worries. All right then. So, 
I need to take you all back in time. We need to go back to the year 2002. It's a long time ago now. I'm sure many of us were <laughs> can barely remember what the heck we were doing then. I've certainly slept since then. However, 2002 saw the release a of a certain game that came out. Um, this was, I think, at the time, probably, I think, one of Capcom's probably most ambitious attempts at Resident Evil games, seeing as that they actually figured, well, we haven't done it on a portable console before. How badly could we do it? How hard can it be? And then Resident Evil Gaiden came out. Um, the first question is who he has actually played this? Have I have not? Not no, not me, not me. Now the mercy is I didn't play this in two thousand two. However, the bad news is I played this in two thousand nineteen. I think it was blind live on the internet. For <laughs> God. about six, seven hours. Good God. <laughs> now, I don't want to sit here and suggest that Resident Evil Gun is a bad game, because I think that would probably be doing it a bit of a disservice. However, considering it came out on the Game Boy Color, I think it's fair to say that there are going to be limitations upon its gameplay. Those I'm sure there's probably almost no one here has any idea what even Gaiden is. Uh, the plot of Gaiden was basically um, that uh, there's been an outbreak on this lovely ship, very nice cruise liner, very, very fancy, um, courtesy of Umbrella, because of course it was Umbrella. Um, and so, sent to resolve the situation was Mr. Leon Kennedy for Resident Evil 2 and Barry Burton. First of all, what the hell? What is going on here? <laughs> they weren't even part of, like, they were just, like, some kind of bizarre government organization I don't think it's ever named. The plot can then proceeds to get farcical within the first 30 minutes, I think is a fair way to describe it. The gameplay was not too bad, you know, with its shooting functions. There's a bit of kind of exploring around and almost, you could say, a bit RPG-like, but holy Christ. <laughs> oh my God, this game. Um, it exists. It, it exists. I, I am worse for that. It has gone to a point where uh, it is a meme on my channel. I will be replaying this in the not-too-distant future to seeing if I can beat this game with just a handgun, because I truly hate myself. <laughs> um, but no. You're welcome, this... by the way. I got yeah. to that. Cheers for that. <laughs> That's all said and done. Um, but no, I think the idea of trying to get Resident Evil onto different platforms is always good, and I should always be trying, and companies should do this. But trying to get a Resident Evil game onto a Game Boy Color, like especially you think of it now, it just sounds, it sounds farcical. Like, you could say that to someone in the street and they would think you're probably joking, but they actually did this, which is astonishing. You know, Gaia is definitely, by all intents and purposes, a technical marvel because they managed to make something out of a Resident Evil project. Like, for what they did with it, though, it actually worked. But, in my honest opinion, though, I still don't think it's a good game. No. There's certain mm -hmm. aspects that, while it worked though, it's not fun to play, you know? Oh, man. I, it's, it's... I looked at it as I, I looked at Resident Evil 2 on the N64. It is a technical marvel that they get it on this particular platform, though, but it's not the best way to experience Resident Evil 2. But guy in the case, though, like, mechanically, I, it's cool that they, what they had there, though, but it's just, I, I had fun playing with it. Yeah, um, I, I was asked, I mean, there was a message on the, the Discord from Mr. Renegade saying that should a Resident Evil fan ever play this game, 
Uh, if you're curious, sure, but... Yes, nope. there, there are definitely ways to get this running. Emulators are your best friend, and if you feel that you desire a novel experience, then you should probably give us a spin. However, this game has not aged well. No. I think is the most polite way I can describe this. Um, you know, and I think it, it's the gameplay doesn't necessarily infuriate me too much because the gameplay I think actually was not too bad. There's a lot of backwards and forwards, very Resident Evil, I suppose. Um, and some of the music is actually kind of catchy, which is not something I thought I'd say going into it, but some of it was kind of like <laughs> kind of fun. But, the soundtrack's but, a bit of a banger. But the plot of this game, oh my god. I, I don't want to go into it very much for those of you who haven't seen it, but basically the TLDR I mean, the old, come on. Yes, the, the super TLDR is Leon and Barry go on a boat because of a virus. Um, you find a girl who is like an orphan, but she has magical abilities because of sure she does. Um, there's some big monster that's causing problems that can shape shift, and uh, the freaking government can't help you give you stuff because it's raining. <gasps> Just pain. It's this is what PS PTSD <laughs> must be like. Like I, this must be how it feels. Just brutal. Despite having not played it, I have seen a full forty-five minute to an hour long playthrough of it. And upon looking at the plot, I I have to ask myself, on the one front, quickly, I I dislike it less than I dislike Resident Evil Extinction, but there are very few things Resident Evil wise I dislike. You know, it's a more. low bar. It's a very low bar. So, but then when you go back to the plot, I sit there and I think, did somebody at Capcom, you know, back in the ye olde days of 2002, jump on ye olde fan fiction and steal a very optimistic teenager's fan fiction and repackage it? I'm, I'm wondering. I'm actually wondering. Like, who in the writing department thought, yes, this is necessarily going to pass? I mean, yeah, don't expect too much from it. I mean, it's a Game Boy Color game. But All where... Right. I, I'm fucking scared of this game now. Can I get that out there? I, I forgot to mention, there's a submarine as well. I forgot to mention that there's a submarine section in this game because, of course, there's a fucking submarine section. I, I forgot about that. There are pretty important game-critical weapons that are easily missable to the point where you can skip past them and never get them again. Including um, the shotgun. Including the shotgun. I mean, oh what? Uh, if you want to get like the best weapon in the game, you've got to do a lot of work running around the ship doing side stuff to find. Otherwise, you're basically going to get destroyed at the end game boss, uh, which doesn't even fight fairly. Um, yeah, uh, I I will say, and I will apologize now. If you do wish to witness a man slowly watching his mind crumble before him, then you can watch my series of this idea <laughs> at YouTube.com/slash/backjoe993. Shameless oh plug. <laughs> Shameless cheap plug alert. But oh my god, this was an experience. I cannot recommend anyone ever put themselves through this. But. If you really do not value your life, then by all means, have at it, kids. But this is probably one you should leave to the professionals. Oh, I'm not looking forward to this one. 
All I will say is thank you for the shameless plug. I will be there after the stream. It will be my entertainment before I go to sleep. Five hours <laughs> of just watching my mind crumple and just get worse and worse and worse. You know, <laughs> and just fuck it. I will say, I will close on one statement. Fuck HQ. Fuck them. <laughs> Bastards. The current meme. Bastards. To happier times, mean? before I completely lose my mind again, uh, is Resident Evil Survivor uh, we're going to touch upon. So one thing that I think Resident Evil was definitely flirted with for a lot of its existence, and I can see why there's a lot of popular alternatives, and you think like your House of the Dead, for example, is the light gun shooters. Um, now, Resident Evil has been delving into light gun shooters for a lot longer than people realize. People, I think now, you think of it, you think obviously like uh, Umbrella and Dark Side Chronicles, but even back in 2000, um, Capcom were already experimenting uh, with these titles, beginning with Resident Evil Survivor, which um, I think is a, probably a somewhat undervalued game. Uh, one that I always thought was pretty cool is based off of the Resident Evil 2 engine, effectively, which you can definitely tell immediately once you start getting a hand of it. Um, the plot is pretty kind of a bit cliche. Uh, a man, you're a man who's crashed in a helicopter in some random island, and of course he has amnesia because, of course, he has amnesia, and you don't know what's going on. And the mystery is trying to work out who you are, where you are, and why everything has gone to hell. Um, I don't think the plot says too much, really. It's kind of basic, but uh, from a gameplay standpoint, I thought it was pretty enjoyable. And I believe there are people here who have plenty of opinions to say on Survivor. Yeah, I, I really. Okay. I really enjoy it. I enjoy another one in the series a bit more, but we'll get to that because I will I will squee because of nostalgia when we get to that one. But Survivor, for what it is, keep in mind I picked this up as a... God, how old would I have been when I picked this up? And somebody just do a quick looky and see... What year did this game come out? 2000. Thank you. Uh... 2000. 2000 yeah well i got it a couple of years after so that means i probably would have been about i don't know seven or eight possibly and i picked it up and I, I i messed around with it and i didn't think in my like kid mind that it was too bad at all and then i came back to it about a, a year or so ago and messed around with it on my channel and thought that for what it was, despite the clunkiness and the less we go into things like the voice acting, the better. <laughs> trust, trust me, the better. All, all I will say is one single thing. You are a murderer, Vincent. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the, kid, the kids do not, um, do not ingratiate themselves of any glory either. They're, they're pretty horrendous. It's, it's all pretty, pretty bad. It's one of the it's one of the only games I have I have heard where a supposedly British kid sounds distinctly Australian. Yes, it, it's <laughs> quite magical. Just a bit, but um, yeah. For for what it is outside of the things that I was just picking at there, going in multiple directions, been able to actually go and well a few different directions to kind of pace things differently, a few different cutscenes depending on which direction you go in, a reasonable array of weapons. I mean, for what it is, if you want to sit there and just literally blast through it in a couple of hours, it's not bad and there's been worse released. So no problems there. And 
that's my that's my piece. So take the floor, whoever else wants I, to. I will offer this game a line of defense. Uh, when I first went to the United States back in 2017, uh, pretty early on, I uh, ordered in pizza. Uh, a guy came and door, said thank you very much, and he asked, "Wait, are you Australian?" So I can understand why there might be some confusion. So now, obviously, being British and not Australian, I have no idea how he confused this, but apparently this is not an isolated incident. Oh, so I will offer dude. some defense there. Uh, one of my friends actually always confused um, Australian and British accents. I'm like, dude, are you deaf? There's <laughs> a clear difference. I mean, it's better. Uh, yeah, it's. It, I don't understand how it happens, but so I can kind of get it. Um, but uh, so I thought the game, like, I think Omni played pretty solid. I think one of the real cool things of Survivor that there was obviously kind of inspiring from the, uh, you know, the railgun sort of shooter setup and that thing, obviously, that you you have your bit of like, you choose your own adventure. You know, you can kind of take the game in whatever way you want. Obviously, you get to generally the same endpoint more often than not. But that was something, obviously, that Survivor delved into was the option of take, having various times of split paths um and that you could take uh different options so early on you could like go through uh like you've got the bar you've got like the restaurant you've got the church you've got like the arcades or the library lots of different ways to kind of take on your game uh to get yourself different kinds of weapons and that sort of thing which i thought was really cool and it was obviously a very nice way to kind of encourage people to repeat play a game which in its nature is not particularly long um, but I always thought that was really, really cool, um, and thoroughly enjoyed that. Thing that I did find interesting: one specific enemy type that only ever appears in Survivor. Those strange commandos that don't quite sound human. Yes. Drop... The... Oh, yes. I, I think they were just called the cleaners, weren't they? Yes, yeah, the cleaners, I think is what they were. Called. Yeah, there was kind of like meant to be this kind of like a weird, like secret USS uh, military unit, I believe it was, um, who, yeah, who kind of spawned, which mainly you fight, like if you go via the arcade, you fight a load of them there. They're very strange. Yeah. Uh, One of the least threatening things in there, but also very strange. And, just thinking back, I just literally had a flashback at this moment as you mentioned what you did. This game also did all of its cutscenes in engine, didn't it? Yes, pretty much all of them. Um, they kind of tried to like put some rendering filtering on it to kind of make it look a bit kind of that it wasn't, but it definitely was pretty much all in game. Um, and... as... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say one last thing in just in regards to what Brendel said in chat a moment ago yet yeah, this game does have like re3 kind of rng in terms of things can spawn in really random places and it can sometimes be a bit busted case in point you can walk into a room and uh, two spiders will be on the ceiling and just drop poison on you and you die but yeah, sometimes. Continue, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there, there, there are there are some some yeah there was a bit of rng which i thought was cute and i always appreciated but it was a bit cruel uh, sometimes mm. i will also say for survivor um survivor has i actually reckon probably one of the darkest like plot lines going and this is me having just come off playing haunting ground so which obviously has its own interestingness um but yeah uh for those again i'll tldr but basically one of the plot points of survivor is that you're on this uh, this island and as it becomes it's pretty prevalent 
that there are tyrants absolutely everywhere. And the question is, well, how are there so many tyrants? And you learn how these tyrants are created. It's it's pretty grim. It's for 2000. It is kind of shocking, like how much detail goes into how they are created. I won't spoil it, but it is very, very dark when you realize what's actually going on. Like it was kind of I remember I first saw it and I was like, what in the hell? How did this get past the censors? This is kind of sick, even for Umbrella. So um, I think yeah. it's one of the. Sorry, no, go ahead. No, go go ahead. Go. no, no you're good, man. I was, I was just going to say, I think it's one of the only times, with a couple of very specific exceptions, where Resident Evil dares to pretty much reference, without going into too much detail, because like you said, let's not spoil all the detail, that children were explicitly involved in these experiments, and quite violently so. Yeah. It's yeah, it's dark. It's, it is. It's it's pretty shocking. Like I I don't even know if you were to try and do that in a plot line nowadays. I don't even know if you'd get away with it because things have changed a lot in gaming, and I think some stuff you can get away with now you couldn't back then. But there's definitely some things you could get away with then, and now would be like almost like taboo, a little bit. And it's a little. It's a little uncomfortable when you realize what's been going on and like there's detailed memos of like the kids in the prison area kind of like and it's it's very reminiscent obviously we've had something similar recently with say uh remake two uh going mm-hmm. through with Sherry through the orphanage and obviously you're always gonna get these sort of documents that are kind of a bit unsettling but man did survive atop the cake there. There was some pretty pretty distressing stuff that was that was in that game. Yeah. And you are totally right in what you said as well you wouldn't be able to get away with this kind of stuff. I was talking to my partner about how video game attitudes have changed in some ways and become in some ways more open. And also in some ways in regards to other things, much more the other way. Like you you can't even really put, you know, miners in threatening positions in video games because the amount of flack it causes from the media is absolutely unreal justifiably so to some degree but things have changed haven't they oh yeah (laughs) right so (laughs) moving swiftly on yes from uh, the darkness of survivor to how closely can we emulate an arcade game on a console enter survivor 2 code veronica uh, which i only got a first chance to play with myself um about a year and a half or so ago um, I'd never played it before. I'd basically never seen it before. Um, I, don't I like think this game. <laughs> I think it's probably one of the most obscure titles, probably in Resident Evil, like in its entirety. I would probably say it's either this or Gaiden or like I think they're probably not the two most obscure titles. Probably going in those two. So um, I think very few people have played this. Um, yeah, I hear the... people talk about Gun Survivor, Survivor Three more than two. And also, yeah. I can say for good reason, I, I don't like Gunspire 2. Which, which is pretty astonishing. Um, the, the game kind of explains itself. Uh, being Code Veronica is based among the titular title uh, that had been released, um, I think it was the same year, I think, as this, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, um, was I think it's the same year as the... I don't think it's Dreamcast, I think it's the PS2 version. Yeah, I might be wrong with that. same sort of time. Um, and it's basically what happens if you were to try and take Code Veronica and port it as a light gun shooter. Badly. Um, <laughs> pretty much. This is this is not a good game. 
Okay, I I have two questions because I never played this game, but I have two questions. Uh, Number one, why is the storyline based on Claire having a dream? And number two, why is this based on her seeing Nemesis when she never seen Nemesis ever? I don't know. That's the thing. (laughs) That shit doesn't make any sense. So I can offer a reasonable answer to these. The first one is because this is Capcom. (laughs) <laughs> and they had a excess supply of um, of fun stuff in the office, and they needed to use it one afternoon. It just That's happened to be when they were developing this game. It may have disappeared in unusual circumstances. Um, as for why Nemesis was involved in Code Veronica in an island that he's never been to in a universe where he was destroyed like six months prior or three months prior or whatever, I have no earthly idea it's like this game i thought there was some kind of fun novelty to it you know it is actually like at its dumbest level it can be kind of a fun run around blast everything you see although the mechanics of it are also kind of dicey um but yes nemesis is inko veronica what the hell there's one good thing I will say I actually do like as a mechanic is the countdown for um the your tyrant to come in and chase you. I'll mm. say that's pretty cool because if you dilly dally too long, then you know you pretty much put yourself at risk of dealing with both nemesis and the zombies or whatever mm. else is on the island. I do appreciate that though. Now whether it was well balanced, no, that's a different conversation though. Yeah. There's also another question that I also What's can't that? answer. How would Claire know about Nemesis? Like just just in general canon, I know Church. this game is canon is subjective. The, the only way that she would know about Nemesis is after the fact. If when she met Jill, I think she met Jill. She would have to at this point, considering you no, know, her and Chris are very close. And Jill just uh, happened to you know have like yeah, detailed drawings, you know, and sketches, you know, with artist um, impersonations after the fact. Yeah, hold on, there could actually been a video feed out there of um uh, of Nemesis, you know, so. Possibility on that front. Uh, but... Claire was a little busy. Okay, here, here's my rendition of the events. Okay. So, um, okay, well, what you got? So there was one tyrant, and then there was another one, and then one tyrant bent over, and um, oh, okay. they attached a claw to his appendix or the pelvis, and uh, they had premarital sex, and therefore Nemesis was born in Claire's head. Okay, you know, enough of that nonsense. Um, actually, <laughs> I have one. Thrust, thrust, thrust. I do have one plausible theory, though, because, but correct me if I'm wrong, though, Nemesis is actually a private line of, of tyrants, correct? Is that just that one, one, that one tyrant inside Resident Evil 3? What was the idea? They were going to, obviously, I think the idea was they were going to sort of test and see if it worked, and if it did work pretty well, then obviously they'd be go and try and make more of them. Makes logical. It's Umbrella, so of course they No. Uh, for Raccoon City, Operation Raccoon City, there's actually another nemesis. Uh, I forgot what the name of it is called, though, but it's unique to a particular DLC that's only on Xbox, unfortunately. So, um, the only way for you to play is you know, on that system. Now, there is actually a, yeah, another um, nemesis, right? So, it's, theoretically speaking, though, you know, being that nemesis is actually a project rather than a singular tyrant, they, it could there could be more nemesis out there that we're not aware of in the rest mm-hmm. of the world, theoretically speaking. So that's the only possible plausible way that Nemesis would be in Cold Veronica if that's another Nemesis tyrant. Otherwise, I have Claire, Claire just made it all up, and we have to go with that. 
Yeah, which I, I always, I never know if I'm meant to be insulted when a game reveals that it actually, it's a complete dream and none of it, none of it exists and thus none of it matters. Like, that's, that's not a good selling point, right? That's well, the worst form of storytelling. It's, it's pretty bad. It's it's not too good. Um, going by the game itself, like even the gameplay, I don't think was that great either. Um, you know, you're in these maps, you've got a timer that counts down, and if it runs out, then Nemesis will come after you, and if he gets you, you just basically die instantly. Um, you do have a few lives in this game, which you need, because this game is actually kind of challenging uh, if you kind of go into it. It, it. There's a lot going on. Um, and the thing is that you kind of want to explore, because it's it's a Resident Evil game, and they generally reward exploring. And it's one of those ones you need to explore, because there's items dotted about that you're going to need to survive, but there's just not enough time to do everything, unfortunately. Um, especially if you want to start fighting everything and the boss fights are some of them are really obnoxious as well um i can't it, it's just not great you've got the arcade mode um then you've got like the um like a, a side mode as well which is like kind of like a if like a dungeon mode sort of thing which is also really really weird and quirky um just it's just a weird weird chain of events survivor 2 uh, it's no surprise the game did not do too great um however it should be noted that um and i'm just as i'm looking because look at this uh should be noted in japan game machine listed resident evil code survivor 2 code veronica on their august 15 2001 issue as being the most successful dedicated arcade game of the month can you believe this i have looked this up uh, i can especially given that arcade was still popping in on southeast asia at the time i do believe it as you do yeah it's, it should be noted that this game was no longer the most successful dedicated arcade game the following month. But at least they had one, I suppose, so I can't find it. But yeah, just a complete pipe dream of madness and insanity, which, funnily enough, turns out to be the whole fucking plot. And you know, since we're on like releases and whatnot, um, Cold Veronica actually came out to see here as Survivor, the first one, but the... Gone Survivor 2 came out the same year in Japan as the Cold Veronica X. Yes, this is true. Yes, good point. Yeah, because it all gets confused. There's releases and re-releases and whatnot. It's sort of a bit messy to me, so hey-ho. Right, so we'll move on down the line uh, to the next titular title for the uh, the Light Gun Shooters, which is the fabled Resident Evil Dead Aim, uh, circa 2003. Uh, another very experimental title, I think. Um, only ever released on the PlayStation 2, I believe, if memory serves me correctly. Um, uh, but, I want to hmm? see it, though, yeah. I want to see it on a I don't remember it from anything else. Um, and a game with a very, very funky plot uh, involving um, playing as uh, as Bruce. What a name that is. I mean, McGiver? No, you're, you're in it's, it's Bruce a weird McGiver. It's Bruce weird. Mc, Bruce McGiven as, uh, you know, special agent. Um, being sent to another freaking um, tanker highliner floaty ship thing because that went really well the first time. As yes, Mister Texan. Um, and then getting yes. caught up in like governmental conspiracies and uh, like a combination virus, which turned into like the one of the weirdest tyrants I think we've ever seen in Resident Evil. A um, lot of lot of wacky stuff. A decent game overall, though. Although I always really struggle with the control scheme for this one. No, I actually do I um like Dead Aim, mostly due for the characters though. But I think this is definitely the most polished gun survivor game out of the bunch. 
I think it deserves like another chance, at least with the characters and the plot, maybe give or take. If they ever decide to do like a remake or something, so I, yeah, I think Dead Aim would be a great um entry point for like say VR or whatever if they want to bring it out again. Oh, it's not bad. I think I mean, absolutely. Yeah, I, I streamed this game not too long ago, and I did joke about the fact that we we watched the opening cutscene like the, the to the menu, um, and I did state that I thought that was the best part of the game, which I stand by because it's a really really cool intro, and then Dead Aim begins. Um, I don't think Dead Aim's a bad game at all, but it's it is out there. There is so much craziness that happens. The the, the Bruce is. I can't work out if Bruce is like, is he the hero we need rather than the hero we actually deserve? I, I can't quite tell. It's just so weird. And then you've got Fong Ling who comes into it, um, who's you know, the, the usual Asian spy. There's all that stereotypes. Um, and then you've got the whole madness of Morpheus <laughs> Marl, um, who makes some unfortunate life decisions we'll say and we have to clean up the consequences of this oh yes M may, may i may i because i actually have a story behind this one and i've been containing my odd yet no less present excitement because out of all the resident evil games in existence this is the one that i actually have a fair bit of childhood nostalgia attached to and it's the first resident evil game i ever played Wow. So, yeah, There's not seriously, people I, in the I, world who could say that Dead Aim's their first Resident Evil, that is, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Is. So, may I indulge you folks yeah, with a brief, yours, a few minutes story time? All yours. Right. So, I was like, what? Probably, God, like nine, ten. The game had just come out, and I knew of Resident Evil because obviously. You know, it was doing its rounds in the early 2000s when I was a kid. And obviously I'd heard that it's this scary game full of zombies and I wasn't quite sure about it. Yet I picked it up. Here's, here's a bit of nostalgia for you while you're here. A few of us will be able to remember that strange place called the video store, weren't we? They existed? My god. They they existed, yes they did. Blockbuster, and... Hollywood Video, whatever else. Yeah, whatever else. I went in with my mother, like, years and years and years ago. And obviously I was way too young to, to get it myself. But we, we had a family friend who worked in one of them and was actually the manager. So she kind of looked the other way to me getting it. And I took it home and I played it. And it was it was interesting enough for me. I'm like, this is pretty good. And then I came back to it like, I don't know, um, like in my teens. And I honestly thought for what it was, been like 1920 when I came back to it years later, I found the part in the Spencer Rain, the first half of it, to actually be a pretty reasonable experience as far as the Resident Evil formula goes. You have your zombies, you do have your elements of exploration and weapons and essential items hidden around the various decks and floors and cruise quarters. You do have to find things and open doors and advance the plot through the typical Resident Evil formula. 
and the way it goes about using the lighting and having really really dark areas transitioning into really light ones when you're going through various parts of the ship really enjoyed that you can be walking down a corridor and it's very dark you won't see anything but you'll hear zombies shambling around and if you're not careful they can just come out of nowhere and start grabbing a hold of you and it's it's pretty impressive that and what else could be more amusing at least as far as i'm concerned amusing might not be the word let's use interesting what could be more interesting than a, a very very effeminate french tyrant i funnily, funnily enough the last time i played this happened to be during uh like the transgender month sort of thing you know that sort of mm. stuff which was could not completely by accident even think about it at the time uh but yes morpheus is um evolution shall we say into evolution a... yes i think evolution is the correct word for it i think i think he yeah. would re- he'd look at it or as a revolution or she would look at it as evolution or yeah i don't okay know. so we'll, we'll use it. they and cover ourselves they they's good in yeah <laughs> in my opinion in my opinion <laughs> oh this man's crazy uh but <laughs> so the the tyrant like i thought the tyrant's don't have privates or i thought that was established in resident evil one so this is like new lore oh yeah for tyrants though this ain't a tyrant <laughs> well, he said it was a tyrant like i never played this oh, game so no. i mean it <laughs> is isn't it I mean, it's a tyrant but not a tyrant wink wink nudge nudge yeah uh, but I, I don't know like it doesn't bit it doesn't, it doesn't make sense no no a lot to be fair a lot of this game does not make any sense it's it is a kind of ludicrous plot line it's a plot line that i think also doesn't have any idea how to conclude itself and that's a pretty apparent about like a third away in the game it's just like spiraling out of control um and is just a complete nonsense uh you know this ship that is just kind of middle of nowhere and then just so happens to end up washed ashore this big giant deserted island that oh funny that there's a giant umbrella base right underneath it isn't that convenient it's just that it's so much really delve into the detail of the plot that makes no sense whatsoever but the game's like, eh, what the hell? You know, there's an assassinated attempt on, on Fong Ling because she's got some device implanted in her. Oh, bet you didn't know about that because it wasn't important. It's so much. It just happens for the sake of it. It's it's infuriating, but it's like, I feel like I should be angry about it. And somehow I'm not, which just astonishes me. Uh, so I, I just, just love the fact that it is a train wreck. I accept it and I'm fine with it. <laughs> okay, so just on the level here. This game and the crazy stuff that it does, I have a question. Does it outdo all the stuff that was attempted in RE6? That is I ooh, that's close. Um mm-hmm. I I would probably say on a just outlandish scale, six probably tops it just because of the pure scale of how much crazy happens over such a wide range of places and areas. But for, oh, pure, for pure absurdity, I think Dead Aim probably has to take it. No, I would say 6 is worse because it takes itself seriously, more so than Dead Aim. Mm, because, I mean, there is that storyline where Simmons bombed an entire town. He, he did this twice, all because he could not get some of Ada Wong, and 
I, and Carla turns into a monster that we will not repeat here because it resembles something, something that you see when mom and dad finishes the business. And then that happens. So this, this whole game is just weird to me and I've seen worse in the main line. So I had to ask if the sideline game was either worse or even more weirder than that one this podcast now rated tvpg look i I, well, I, did, I didn't say what no. carla was just you have to use your imagination yes there's a lot of imagination in resident evil 6 i think that's 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 a probably a fair that's a fair summation of that just, just say she's a giant vanilla ice cream cone go with that <laughs> no cigar. sure why not it's not completely inaccurate anyway so <laughs> Dear, i man. think the best way <laughs> sorry Still getting over that from a second ago. I think the best way to answer Ren's question here from the probably the one certified fanboy of this game on the internet is that the the game definitely gets damn close to Resident Evil 6, but even if it was to surpass it or not, it doesn't care enough to try. It just exists and does what it does, and it's fine with that. I don't think it particularly tries in any way. It just it just does what it does. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Chat. And it is, no. it is unabashed. Don't don't mind the loot questions I ask, please. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dear me. Alright then. So it would be a few years until um Resident Capcom would delve back into the light gun shoot. <laughs> Obviously a bit <laughs> busy doing some I'm Some sorry, we, we see a mushroom having an erection in chat. This podcast now rated TV 12. <laughs> so, I could not describe that for a second. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. I have so, no maturity whatsoever. <laughs> it would. We take ourselves to 2007 to try and get this back on track. Um, and the beginning of, I think, probably very well received, and very well remembered, the beginning of the Chronicle series for the Wii. Um, I never particularly played either of these very much when they came out. I finally got a sample of them a few years or so ago. Um, I imagine uh, people have played this far more than I have, I would imagine. Um, but, uh, yes. like, the most, probably, like, r like real rail shooter. He's a rail shooter. That's exactly what it's designed to be. Yes, it is. So... I, I think I should start four. with this one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ahead, ahead. I should start with this one because, funny enough, this is actually a, a, a launch game for the Wii. And this was the very first Wii game I've ever played at the launch of Wii. <laughs> I personally adored this game. Granted, I was like, I would say nine, maybe ten years old when the Wii came out. So. I was a bit of a little lad. Yeah, Umbrella Chronicles, I fell in love with. Uh, I completely 100% of the game, got all the files, got all the stars, got S rank on everything. It took me a long time because uh, there's some things you can easily miss, and getting headshots is a piece of shit. I was able to do it. But uh, for what it was, uh, it's like a soft remake of Zero One. And three in a way this is like the very first attempt at like a Resident Evil 3 remake in the sense uh <laughs> I very well 
feel like that. Uh, for it being an on-rail shooter, it definitely does do a lot in the aspect of trying to replicate like a House of the Dead feeling of on-rails move to move, counter encounter, boss to boss type of thing. It's definitely, if you have not played it, it's definitely worth the play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Personally, though, I prefer Umbrella over Darkseid Chronicles for a lot of reasons. But I think Umbrella Chronicles definitely, um, well, both Chronicle games definitely deserve a little bit more um, light because it actually injects more canon context um, to the overall um, Resident Evil mythos. Yeah, I think more people should honestly play. Heck, I'm port the games already. Yep, the Russian caucus section of Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles. Uh, that was like entirely new. Uh, it showed Wesker storming Sergei Vladimir's base, and also Jill and Chris fighting yeah, the um, brand Rose new time and playing Dark Legacy. I think it's called. Yep. Yeah, like those were, that right there literally could have been his own game. Like I really wanted to, which I'm actually hoping for. It's kind of it always feels a bit like it was like a proto revelations in a way. Does Umbrella Chronicles? It's kind of that same sort of. Same sort of idea, isn't it? You've got kind of, um, you know, these extra bits are being thrown in that's obviously never existed before, which I always appreciate nice entries sort of into lore and stuff sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but I always it's felt, it's... to me, like Darkseid always felt um, a little bit more polished as an actual just pure mechanics. Uh, I always felt it, it felt a lot smoother to me. Chronicles at times felt kind of a bit raw, um kind of a little bit kind of unkempt almost at times and how it handled um but you know i can't say it was it was bad at any stretch but to me like dark side felt a far more smoother experience to play i cannot stand a camera shake though like that right there just it's, that wasn't that's good. really bad that, that i that yeah that I... that i can't stand by but other than that what's what's funniest is that i didn't even Notice camera shake until oh, I, somebody pointed it out i noticed it is very hardcore I, in the I first just... chapter <laughs> I was so like, accustomed in a tune just playing on rail shooters because I was a huge House of the Dead guy. I fucking love House of the Dead. Yes. And yeah. I just never got a pro I never had a problem with it. And I was like, that's probably why I enjoy Darkseid a lot. That? And the fact that that game I was throwing <laughs> like I, I was throwing more grenades than anything because of the camera shake. Cause it's it feels like to me Darkseid was a little bit more difficult to manage with the enemies and crowd control. But oh, I, I mean, I can see that I, I did I did like my experience with it. Um, I had a question actually regarding the story. So, uh, between the two new plot revelations that they put in with Operation Javier and Leon, like in this south american jungle with jack krauser uh do you guys think the story is stronger or better than umbrellas in with you know wesker and jill no. stopping the whole conspiracy okay no the only thing context it really added is like how did leon and krauser know each other right and of course yeah. leon it countering the veronica virus for the first time right but no yep. it does not hold the candle to you know wesker jill and chris's um campaign to uh, umbrella chronicles because they literally right there in the umbrella versus you know just character context yep for um dark side so no i don't think it's nowhere near as strong as the other campaigns the only thing i really liked is that uh if you play the chapters in a certain way and you unlock certain things you can hear like krauser monologue 
So you're mostly mm-hmm. in it for Krauser and finding out how did he turn out to be this bad guy in the first place before RE4. Yep. Well, I, th- I think it's cool they had that there, though. But yeah, no, I don't think it holds a candle to the other campaign. Yeah, Umbrella is just a stronger presence and they have a lot more going for them. Um, I'm talking about like, they were around since the beginning, so it's like years of history versus one character that came out of nowhere. But the fact that it's there as an addition is is okay, but yeah, comparatively, yeah. no, it doesn't. It doesn't add as much compared to what is added with the whole essentially, you know, Russian branch of Umbrella side with Sergei Vladimir. I actually. Thought, despite him only appearing in that one side segment, that he was actually, if if a bit one note, still an interesting antagonist for Wesker to deal with. It's my take, at least. Yeah, he was uh, like literally yeah. an opposing force to Wesker. I mean, he literally blocked Wesker like a few times from doing certain certain plans, right? So, yeah, that was definitely mm-hmm. Wesker's you no know, antagonist. Uh, throughout, um, yeah. that, throughout the game. Alright then. Yeah, I think that's looks like we pretty much covered on that. So, uh, yeah, no, I think uh, enjoyable games. Um, maybe somewhere down the line we might see another Chronicles title come out. Wouldn't be totally against it. We'll see what comes of it. Yep. I'll follow. Alright then. So, it is time for me to go to bat, because uh, it is time to talk Outbreak. Yes. Now, <laughs> This looking now, forward to this. This now, is the biggest one here. This, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. outbreak is definitely. I think uh, as far as legacy wise, there's a lot of potential. I always remember when I um, first brought outbreak as a series to my YouTube channel back in. I think it was like 2013, possibly. I think it was the first time I touched upon it. Um, and I had a lot of people on the channel who had watched and obviously played a lot of Resident Evil. And I came to Outbreak, this game that I had played a lot when I was growing up, um, spent a lot of hours with, and I brought this onto the channel. And so many people had no idea this game existed. And it, I remember it, it just blew my mind that there were so many people had no idea what Resident Evil Outbreak was. I was like, how do you not know this? Um, you know what? Shout out real quick. It's the same thing that happened with um, Remake 1 and Zero, especially Zero. Like, surprisingly, not many people, at least at the time, no. When I had discussions with a lot of people, they had no, those two games in particular didn't exist. Yeah. It is frightening to think that these games are nearly 20 years old, which is, like, unbelievable to think of nowadays. Um, but, yeah, Resident Evil Outbreak um, basically uh, puts you as, rather than as this special forces person or elite police officer, everything like that, you're just a civvy. You're just a regular person with a regular place in life um, trying to survive the Resident Evil outbreak um, and having to team up with just people you don't know um, and trying to make do what you can and what you can find to try and survive the hell that approaches. And on its hardest difficulties, there's a lot of hell. Uh, this game can be very unforgiving if you don't want if uh, you want to make it that way, especially with File 2, where the game got a lot more expanded. There was a lot more different things you could do. But at the same time, there was a lot more ways the game could just try and just kill you completely. Uh, it was pretty brutal. Um, but Outbreak, uh, I say, I, I will bat for forever. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, a huge thanks uh, to the guys over at obsrv.com 
uh, for their continued work with keeping Outbreak available online, uh, available for you, um, so you can play the game online as it was intended, which is something I was never able to do uh, when I first got this game. Uh, this was one of the very first that had uh, access and used internet gaming for multiplayer um, back in the days where not even every region of the world had access to the internet um, with playing. Like, uh, the PAL version of this game had no online support, which nowadays just seems like completely absurd because we're just we're on the internet all the time 24 7 but this was right in that phase where it was just starting to come out it was just being experimented with um you know which, which we take for granted nowadays and it was a completely different game when you actually had the opportunity to play it online with other people it was a bit janky i suppose at times it's the way it's gonna be it was 2004 kids um but definitely uh just the pure fun and entertainment of this game at some times and when you actually could play multiplayer this is a fun game it still is a fun game it's fun to watch too yeah mm-hmm so i um, believe as i say i could i could speak for a long time about this game but uh, i'm sure there's other people who've got plenty to say um yeah. I, I i i'm trying not to say much because I know that we made an outbreak podcast before, but I will say this is an intricate co-op game that Capcom has built that has so much layers to it. Like in terms of how the characters operate with the classes and how everyone's different, um, each scenario is different. The stages, you know, harbor so much creativity it's just such a good game and i see why so many people want outbreak to return because when we played it for the channel it was so much fun but there is like shortcomings to the game um it can get a little cryptic when you're running through the environments and you're figuring out like oh where do i go where do i do the navigation is a little bit off in my opinion compared to like some of the other re games where it's like a little bit more simplified to figure out and uh, it can be hard as well there is difficulty spikes of re outbreak and file 2 also has some of that as well but i think the challenge is figuring out everything and how you approach the situation uh because there are familiarity is definitely the biggest killer yeah there are like those moments where it's like once you know how to go and and where to go and what to do um it gets a little bit more easier from there hmm yeah, the outbreak is very weird. It's difficult. Like, it, I think if you've, um, because the thing with outbreak, and I think it takes a lot of people by surprise and catch a lot of people off guard, the fact that the game doesn't stop. Um, nope. you know, which of course nowadays, you know, you think of like your Dark Souls, Elden Ring, that sort of thing. You know, in games like you have these in-game pause means, but action still going on. It's kind of we're kind of used to it. But again, this is twenty years ago. Like, you know, especially Resident Evil. If you went to look at your menus, you went to a screen. You're on a screen, nothing happened. But all of a sudden. There's action all the time. There's stuff going on. You'll be aware of your surroundings. You've got very limited inventory space. You've got to try and cooperate with the other people around you because you just can't take everything with you. You've got four inventory spaces, which is nothing in the Resident Evil Outbreak. You know, it's a gun, it's ammo, some health, and then what? You know, and you can't beat the game by yourself, usually speaking. What is the level um, where you get used to the game? Hmm? You kind of get used to your surroundings. If you familiar with the controls, it gets easier. And then you turn up the difficulty, um, and suddenly the game gets very, can get very punishing. Very hard on Outbreak is brutal if you're not ready for it. 
Um, there is a lot of pain, a lot of shit hurts really, really hard. And then the game will will make it more awkward because you can go through the chapters on easy difficulties and there's a lot of additional stuff you can do to get hold of extra items and weapons and health. And by very hard, you've got to do those to get your key items in the first place. Um, so you, you're forced from, you know, not being from having the option to do this extra stuff to you've got to do everything to even survive. What is the uh, level? I got a okay. Uh, I have a question though. Would you say or disagree to that um, the Outbreak games are like a pseudo Metroidvania type thing? But in the lines mm. of, you know, would your character can influence how the level can go? Which, I mean, that's pretty obvious, right? Though, but would you agree that um, it's like a pseudo Metroidvania? In that, There's um, definitely game? elements to it. Um, I, I, you know, I can see that. Below yeah, freezing you know, point. Outbreak is funky because yeah. it has this kind of class based sort of system, a pseudo class based system, which. You know, it was very novel for its time, I think. Um, you know, and very, very cool, this sort of thing, especially online. Again, nowadays, we take it all for granted. You think, like, Vermintide is, a, is like, the great example of, of a class-based system, um, you know, for a multiplayer game. And this isn't too far away from it. You've got your tankier characters. You've got your healers. You've got your damage dealers. You've got your item hunters. You've got your inventory people. Um, and it's all about trying to combine that as best as you can to kind of give yourself the best chance of things. I've never really thought about it in regards to Metro Bit, but I I can I can definitely see a bit of bit of influence there, which makes sense. Yeah, below freezing point is when um actually people can start to get left behind and then you have like uh I, I forget what it's called, end of the road or whatever. The the basically the chapter where you fight Nyx in yes, file two. Right. Yeah, there's so many ways you can approach that level, like you can just leave and not even fight it or you could choose to fight it or you could fight just the tyrant version and inject it with the um daylight is it daylight virus um daylight cure in decision decision ds uh fighting um thanatos stuff like that sort of thing okay uh but yeah just the overall options that you have in that level alone it inspires different ways to go out and get skill points because at the end of each level you are graded with your obvious grade a through f i believe and then you get your skill points for doing additional things so that works it's also s rank yeah yeah um the scope of the resident evil games i think is very admirable and again the, the range of things you can do and the variety um especially when it came to file 2 uh, file 2 definitely kind of I think, expand on the game a lot um, and kind of whereas in file 1 it was kind of the same experience whatever you did and who you played as kind of modified it a bit file 2 then went the direction of right we really want to like tailor um, your experience so, so only some people can kind of do certain things and make life a bit easier for you it's there's it's much more apparent um, there's stuff that you know only David can do in this level or only Alyssa can do in this level which wasn't as is pertinent in file one but was kind of more required on file two so if you're stuck playing single player offline of course your AI partners can't do any of that stuff so you're kind of a bit punished for that unfortunately which is the way it goes. Um, yep. But definitely the scope of like all these different scenarios across um, Resident Evil, some of course inspired by uh, other games of the series. Blue Freezing Point takes place in the Umbrella Labs of Resident Evil 2 before that ever happens. Um, you've got obviously Desperate Times for Firewood 2 taking place in the RPD while there was still some hope of the police holding out um, and just watching things slowly unravel there. There were so, so many cool influences, I think, derived for the, for the series. Um, and even some of the original scenarios, Decision Decisions in the Umbrella University, 
of Rackham University, as I say, very, very cool. Um, you know, End of the Road's very awesome. Even like some levels in File 2, kind of re- like revisiting areas you'd previously visited in the first game as well, and kind of like remaking of those and retelling. You know, it's very, very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> not to mention I have to the... ask. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, not to mention the hive that takes place in the Umbrella Hospital that you yep. go to as Carlos in 3, as another example. Yeah. Which for me holds the record as probably one of the hardest levels of the game, but I know that probably won't be for all of you. Uh, yeah, I hate the least guy. Until you understand how it works, it's not so bad. But as for a beginner, mm-hmm. when you first play the game, the hive is brutal. Yeah, uh, is that the one with the leash guy like walking yes, around? Because we, yep. we had no idea. We had no idea how to kill him at all. Yeah, no. If I was yeah. there, I would have he... told you. It's unfortunately there's there's a. Uh, it's a very poorly worded and directed puzzle that you have to solve uh, involving the Carmine code, which you probably found the file for, but probably had no idea what you were meant to do with it, regretfully. So, um, but no, if you guys do it again and I'm around, I'll uh, I'll give you the dime tool. <laughs> Please help us. Or you could always go on to my YouTube channel. No. Um, <laughs> but no, to be fair, there is years of content on that channel of Outbreak and just streams and streams done for this. I mean, I went to the effort and made a handmade randomizer for this, the Waffle Raffle, which we still do every year in September and sometimes outside of that, um, which is like one of my greatest creations ever. Um, you know, <laughs> which... Which is very enjoyable, you know, and ultimately when you boil it down, you've got your main characters, but you've got an absolute slew of additional characters that you can play as. I mean, Resident Evil File 2 has about 120 different characters you can play as, all with their unique sort of strengths and stats and starting items. I mean, that is astonishing. (laughs) It's absolutely astonishing. You You can even play as some of the villains in it as well. Yeah, you Dan, definitely. There's so much you can do. Um and it's it's an absolute joy. Um again, a huge thanks to the folks over at OBSRV um with uh, their who still have got um fan made servers. So you can still play this game online and enjoy it for what it really is. And uh, I hope they continue to do so because the Ruffle Raffle prints me money and I like money. So. <laughs> the hundred right. subs on your channel that I gave is a clear sign of that. Yep. People like it. It's good fun, so oh my god. All right, then. So that brings an end to uh, that section. Uh, I say an absolute ton of um, of titles there. So we will move on here. So is there any influence that Capcom should take from the side games that we've uh, covered so far and use those to enhance the mainline experience going forward? Honestly, yes. I think they should take notes from the outbreak on stuff. No. Honestly, I feel like Outbreak was also like a, a more beefier Resident Evil 3. No shit, right? Given the context of the story, right? But mm, no, I yeah. think it's like a lot of layers of gameplay elements that you guys literally just broke down that I think that the mainline series should take again, even if just one game. I feel like a, you know, AAA Resident Evil title that's, you know, you're taking those elements or whatever, no, it should happen again. Hmm, so whether there's it be, whether it be Outbreak itself or just Resident Evil 9 or something, you know? There's three bullet points that I have that they could use from the side games. Uh, number one is obviously the isolated stories that they have been doing with those side games. Whether it's like Wesker doing stuff in Russia or whether it's 
uh leon and south america like you can clearly take these stories and go back in the past and make a game from them uh from there and if that's not like a good reasoning um another thing they could take is the co-op aspects of maybe four player in a survival horror game and have it integrated into a mainline story uh they tried to make this happen with re6 and the potential there was lost because even the interactions with leon and chris were like super lessened it was it was not as grandiose as i wanted it to be the rain was the evil vendetta as a game well i mean vendetta was cooler as a concept than six so you gotta give him credit the movie somehow gave me what i wanted yeah and no, i think I, I i probably somewhat reluctantly but sadly agree <laughs> i love vendetta it's like they were together the burning passion they, they were together oh, me too they were together mostly in that hallway sequence and then the ending where it's like six they kind of go separate ways so uh, i want more character integration with co-op if they could do that rebecca address again please oh you horny bastard Any, you horny fucker. anytime anytime <laughs> you're all oh, terrible no rebecca my first resident evil waifu my first love no <laughs> yeah, she likes her a lot. But, you know. Well, Mikami doesn't, so someone someone has to like her. Oof. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know. Well, we're we're gonna get to the uh the quote unquote leak titles. We'll get to there. Uh, anyone else think, on this question? I was, I was gonna say, do we? Do we? I was gonna say, do we think that um going for which early on? Do you think like the the whole episode idea should probably left dead and buried then? Uh, I, I yeah. Yes, like, only if they do it in the same style Resident Evil Revelations one. Yeah, whether it's necessary, no. But they won't do it again though. Just keep it in that format rather than Revelations two. Simple as that. I don't think they can get away with that in Mayline. It's it's far too late. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I don't feel the modern industry would accommodate that anymore, would it? Oh, mm. no, not really. So. Probably is better to just leave it where it is. Oh, I, yeah, like I had one more idea before you go, Austin. Yeah. Uh, the idea of playing with the bad guys. C can I get that? Can yeah. I get a? I mean, I I know uh, it's a later question, but can I get a a game like that for mainline? That'd be cool. Can we get like a Western uh, game, dude. The, yes, please. The the stuff from RE Zero, and I I know it's not like a side game. It's actually canon, but the wesker mode if they implemented like wesker's abilities from like five into like some kind of action game where you're like going around and doing jaguar kicks and scissor kicks and and basically punching people into uh the stratosphere that'd be awesome like i, I don't see why they won't do that because once again wesker has powers it'll be fun just pick a plot where it's like he's not dead but sometime in the past and there you go I think you will find that it's actually you are having to do this. You've clearly forgotten about Jack's 55th birthday for Resident Evil 7. <laughs> I have never played it, so I can't say. Oh, you're missing a lot of entertainment. It's so wacky and absurd, but it's actually kind of fun. It's the Some aesthetic and idea the, behind the, it the aesthetic too. of 55th birthday is like <laughs> gratuitously outrageous, and it's great for it. That's should really give it a I, I... I just have the compulsion to utter the words "Welcome to the family, son," and just leave yeah. it where it is. Oh, Resident Evil Seven still to me has some of the best DLC ever in a Resident Evil game, but uh, but we're not here to discuss that. I'm just going to throw it out there because no. it's simply the Zoe. There's that Zoe, the yeah. Zoe. There's so much cool shit. There's so many cool things. So 
But anyways. Seven was excellent. I Bill agree. Baker, man. All right, then. So we've talked plenty about uh, the side games we're able on the uh, our various systems to try with ourselves and maybe a couple of friends. But um, we must talk about multiplayer, um, in particular stuff mm. that involves a lot of uh, PvP and that sort of thing. Uh, there are not as many of them, admittedly, probably for the best, given Capcom's track record on the lot, but uh, we will run through those as well. So we're going to start off with one that hasn't even happened yet, I believe, to this point. We're still waiting for a precise release date if it ever comes out, and that is the World of Resident Evil Reverse. I might add, it's almost been a year since, you no. Know... Village came out, and we're still gonna have this game. Why? Why so, are uh, they even trying? It's, like, it's probably being reworked and completely changed so, from the ground up. Reverse to rework. Gotcha. Change the name. Much. Yeah. Um, coming. Coming. Uh, I um, like, honestly. I was just gonna say I've totally missed this. I don't know what it is. Please tell me what it is, guys. It informed me. <laughs> okay, Please. simply oh, put, it, it is. Right it is so, PvP. Hey. Yes, it is a, this is a PvP. This was this was announced as part of Resident Evil's 25th anniversary. Was Resident Evil Reverse, which was effectively taking some of the heroes and some of the villains of the Resident Evil franchise and letting them all kill each other multiple but times. More over. specific, it's the RE engine assets of these characters duking yes. it out. Now, this okay. game, I believe, was <laughs> yes, it was initially announced. It was going to be released alongside, or maybe inside before Resident Evil Village. This was then delayed to July of last year. It was then delayed to we don't know. <laughs> is the short <laughs> answer. It is indefinitely. This this year it is due to come out some point this year. We don't know when. We don't know what state it's going to be when it comes out because it's like it wasn't a million miles away from a finished product when we all played the beta back in like last march i think it was i think it was it's, it's maybe last while. february i think it was the last year when beta came out and i played a little bit and i was like this is kind of wacky it's not my thing but it's like i could see some people kind of enjoying it for a little bit um and then everything just kind of went deathly silent for it and has been for some time to the point that yeah a lot of people probably forget that it's even meant to be a thing I I remember I was really infused because it finally had Jack Baker as a playable character, which was a crime that it hadn't happened sooner because he's a legend. Yes, yes. Now he's his brother, though. Uh, it was so super, super duper sad. Um, but yes, it is meant to be an online-only multiplayer title uh, that is due to be released whenever, basically, this game is due to come out, which could be at any point. I, I should and, mention know, one mechanic, like, really quickly. Uh, you can morph into BOWs once you die. Uh, there is vials all over the place where you could pick up, and if you get like two of them, you could turn into a super tyrant, or maybe you could turn into the nemesis. Uh, yeah, if... there are three tiers to put it. Um, yep. lightly. tier one is the default where you turn to a um, what is it? Uh, a um, mold. Molded, yeah, fat mold. Yep, fat mold. Um, mold. tier two has um, like minor bows and jack baker as a playable um character tier three is um we get super tyrant um you get nemesis and i think that's it there's only two that are playable at um the high stage yeah i yeah, don't remember top of my head because i haven't played in a hot minute for obvious reasons no obviously not then you can play as the gamma from three yeah Ga yep. gamma is um tier two so 
yeah, I forget the I forget the exact specifics. I had a spin of this for now, like a day or so. It was, like, it was like it was it was kind of okay for a bit, but this this gave me real heavy Umbrella Chronicle vibes and just like its pure longevity. That was my word. Yeah, it's more like a hero shooter done weird. Now let me say, like Chris Redfield was broken. Like he is he's god tier in this fucking game. Like he's one of the best characters. Um I don't know why they never changed his face and it's RE7 Chris. <laughs> and it's like you have the assets. This was a clear asset flip from top to bottom. They just slapped this game together and like, you know, here, go fight. Have at it. That's it. I agree. This game feels super, super lazy, all things considered. Like as it they're using an the RPD, slightly remix, they're taking Honk's theme. And, um, take one portion of it during normal gameplay, and they take the other half when you're um, a BOW. Yep. And then you have all these other asset flipped um characters in um the game. Now they even trying with this, to be quite honest. The fact that it even gives characters like abilities, like a hero shooter would, you no, know, it's just outstanding. Again, Chris is God. <laughs> to be fair, I also I like Chris, and I also like the fact that the Super Tyra had the little claw swiping yeah the claw insta kill from resident evil 2 remake and that was awesome catching people with that if you are if you are a pvp god you might like this game like but if you're the type of person that doesn't like laziness if you like fleshed out (laughs) single player re if you don't like asset flips or sometimes there's weird bugs too in that game as well from what i noticed <laughs> you will not like reverse at all honestly the biggest thing that killed the game really would be the bad hit registration yeah there's times where i'm like swigging at a dude as a super tyrant and he's not even flinching at all like, it's fucking ridiculous Hammerhand, uh, Hammerhand chris also has moments where he completely with someone and he's like dead in front of them and hitting them and i'm like what the fuck happened mm-hmm, pretty <laughs> much. i think the biggest damning in time of this game is the fact that even now it still does not have its own wikipedia page <laughs> oh, may god rest its soul <laughs> i think they were like I, I i just don't care writing this i'm not gonna do it no yeah so we will go from one weird side game that has a very questionable future to one that I hoped so badly it was going to have one, but oh, it didn't work out that, that is Resident oh, no. Evil Resistance, which came alongside uh, Resident Evil, um, Resident Evil Three mm. only, I believe it was or two, whatever game it was when it came out. Resident uh, Evil Three. In, I find it kind of poetic. It came out with Resident Evil Three, given you know, the reception of that game. Yeah, I've, I've I've talked about this a lot on my own channel about Resistance. Um, this was a game that I was very very interested in when it came out. Uh, Resistance was, um, kind of Resident Evil's take on Dead by Daylight. Although of course this game is nothing like Dead by Daylight at all. Not that anyone cared, unfortunately, but that was the way it went. Um, putting uh, a umbrella mastermind in control of a lab, uh, an experiment with these various civilians that have been infected with the virus to implot reasons to see if the virus is of any effect. Um, but as far as gameplay is concerned, doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, and it's more about trying to overcome the various obstacles and hurdles thrown at the mastermind by the mastermind to try and escape the experiment facility and assume we doom all of humanity. Not that they care at the time, mind you. Now, this game came out on beta a little while before the uh, came out, which I played quite a lot. It was a bit buggy at that yep. time. 
um, but it wasn't too bad. Um, but then Resistance came out fully in April 2020. And I was... I was like a self-admitted kind of like champion of this game in the fact that I really wanted this game to do well. I thought the premise of it was very cool. I thought that there was um it, it was its comparisons to obviously something like Dead by Daylight. I think was very unfair because when you boil it down, this game is nothing like that. In that the only relation is that it's like a four v one asymmetric. But that's about it. I expect with the similarities end. Uh, resistance, you know, you have you have your survivors that are all kind of class based again. You've got three separate areas where the mastermind is gradually able to ramp up the shit that he can throws at you, and you've got different things you got to do to get out. Um, the problem with resistance, and I have always talked about this, is that resistance was too complicated for its own good. I think one of the reasons that Deborah Daylight has survived for so long is that at its base, and its pure base value, it's a very simple game. You've got four people that are all the same, you've got a killer with various abilities, and you've got to activate generators and escape and avoid combat, and, you know, it's, it's a bit of, you know, uh, chase work. Resistance, unfortunately, is a so much more complicated than that, because the fact that you obviously have the ability to fight, um, that the masterminds have so many means of, of different things that disposal they can throw at you, the maps themselves are kind of complex at times, what you're trying to do... Very... Very random, especially yes. since the mastermind can pick the layout of how the game could go. So exactly. if you don't memorize each layout of every single map, then you might be in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Um, but the problem was is that when this game came out, uh, it didn't come out to a very huge amount of people playing. Uh, this is due to the fact that it was released alongside Resident Evil Three, but the game never really see never saw a standalone release, which was a decision I still don't understand why it never happened, but it didn't. So you know that was dis decidedly unfortunate. To be quite but the honest, problem though, was if they, if they didn't release it alongside Resident Evil Three, the game would have been dead a lot sooner. Because at least think... it was a surefire thing that at least somebody oh, yeah. would try to pick it up. Releasing along with versus... Resident Evil 3 and having it free of that game, I thought there was nothing wrong with that. It got more people giving it a spin, and I thought it was a great idea. But the game needed a follow-up release on its own, um, you know. And Neobards, like, they put in a fair amount of effort in trying to get this game into as good a state as they could. The problem was, I think, ultimately, they were kind of, like, sort of sold down the river by Capcom a little bit. Um, because the problem was, because this game at its core, it was actually a really, really complex game is the fact that the moment you try to make any kind of changes or should we say additions to the game balance was impossible exactly. um, and this That's was and this was the problem when the first dlc came out that introduced um first proper dlc that came out which introduced jill which was great and nikolai and his guns which wasn't so great um, no, I think Jill was honestly worse though because she brought on the idea of infinite rocket launcher between her and um one of the other females though. I, I don't Becca. remember. Well, Becca, but yeah, the thing, Becca. yeah, Becca always had the ability to have for a short yeah, time infinite weapon and firepower, which I had voiced in the first week and said like this is a problem. No one sees it's a problem, but give it three weeks, four weeks, and people are going to start realizing this is a real problem. They got to do something about it. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. I did a really good job of predicting like the lifespan and what happened with resistance. Jill kind of like made it a bit more obvious, I suppose, because it was kind of ingrained into into the abilities. Um, but yeah, the problem on my end, because I played Survivor a lot, was when Nikolai came in um, and had these guns uh, and went very gun heavy, and suddenly that was just the meta. And all you did was you spawn guns, you shot people, and that was it. And you couldn't really do much about it, and it became pretty not very fun, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, 
but no, I I enjoyed my time in Resistance. I I put in a lot of effort into that game. Um, Resistance still stands as the most watched thing I've ever done on a Twitch stream, which is a astonishing record. <laughs> but it is a hundred percent the truth, and it's not even close. Resistance, it was as like it was by far, and still is by far the most watched thing I ever did on my channel. Any viewers at one point? Uh, at any one point, like it's astonishing. Um, you know, I had like nearly a hundred people watching me playing Resistance at one point. Yeah, Resistance astonishing um you know and i have my youtube videos i have a lot of great memories of playing with friends and a lot of enjoyment um but it just is a game that sadly mm. wasn't to be and it makes me sad to this day mm-hmm. yep i my but i got all right i would say my story with resistance is that that is the first game that i actually played with shadow and i had met him it was the first game that we played Aww. together and that was in the beta <laughs> That was that was actually very big for me because I never really played with others, especially with someone like Shadow. Here I was comes very happy to the play bride. With them. Here <laughs> comes the bride. Not only that, <laughs> was also the Dude, first time. <laughs> oh man, just go off. <laughs> Not only that, it was also the first time that I actually did thumbnail work for Shadow. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. actually pretty excited to do that. It's still up on the channel too. Yeah, it's still there. So yeah. what so, the um... hell, Brandon? <laughs> so, I will not say I will say <sighs> that I think as optimistic as I was in hoping resistance was gonna do well and would would like have a bit of longevity to it. I think I quietly knew in the back head it just wasn't probably wasn't gonna happen because it was kind of a niche idea. Um yeah. and there's a lot of things that worried about it. And the sad thing is as well is and I talked about this a lot when the game came out. With a lot of these sort of games, is that they're at their worst state when the game first comes out, which is the problem. After three months and a few changes here and there, Resistance was at a state where it was actually a pretty decent game. Um, they had blocked the ability for um, for masterminds to just rush your spawn areas because that was really frustrating. Um, you know, and there was still some kind of broken builds, but there was always generally something you could counterplay with. Um, there was a lot of issues, I think, on the survivor side, because as was mentioned, uh, the mastermind he actually decided what map they were going to play. And the problem you had with that is that because they knew what map they're going to play, is that they could tailor the map and their deck and their build to something really, really specific, um, to the point where as a survivor team it became very difficult to fight that because, of course, the survivors don't know what they're going to walk into. So you had to have kind of these generalized builds and you didn't really know what to fight against. Because uh, if you went to kind of like go with a very kind of fight enemy sort of specific build as a team and suddenly you're playing against Nikolai, just shoot the hell out of you, you're fucked. And you're just going to lose. Yep. Um, yep. And that was, I think, you're... one of the things that was a problem. That's why, that's why you always had a Martin who could disable mines, blind bosses... You needed a January to deal with anything. You needed, like, every single person on your team needed to have a counterplay to a single mastermind, except for without even having any room for fun builds. You needed yeah, a specific Spencer, character to deal with. Spencer was also not fun in that respect, but it was nope. Nikolai that, unfortunately, kind of... <laughs> that is my highest level character, too. Mastermind with Spencer. Dude, yeah. I, I have a build where... I think it was Alex Wesker where I leveled up so much to the point where I could put uh instant 
like exploding mines on the ground and blow them up on people and i just kept doing that at one point yep. and i doubt like so many teams the the mastermind in this game is absolutely broken like if you really need good survivors and at times if you really don't have a good team due to the skill-based matchmaking then you will be killed in a matter of seconds. I think that is the meta and you have to grind up to really get somewhere. Otherwise you're going to die immediately fast. Um, yeah. That probably will throw off newcomers because they don't want to sit there and grind. They want to just have a fun multiplayer experience at any level and see if they could get through. Uh, once Nikolai spawns with guns or if this nemesis is like buffed up, then he's going to beat you up and there's nothing you can do about it. I'm yeah, more terrified than honestly. Yeah, they were all dangerous. Uh, they all had their own problems. Birkin in the hands of a good player was very, very dangerous as well. Um, but no, you make a good point, actually. This is something I experiment with. The problem with resistance, uh, another issue that ultimately became of it, which I feared was going to happen, is that it very became a game of stomp or be stomped. There was very few games after about six to eight weeks that were balanced. In the first four weeks, there was a lot of games that were very ebb and flow, where one side had an advantage and then kind of the other side kind of pulled it back and they were very competitive. And they were great fun. They were absolute blasts, you know. And I've got a YouTube series mm -hmm. of like the most the most notable games I played of you know these these games that went backwards and forwards and like the the survivors are coming back from the absolute brink of death and somehow getting out and you know and to be fair some some masterminds who made some really really good plays um you know yep. and when you had a, when you had a good game for resistance it was a fantastic game but when the meta grew it got terrible when the meta grew and the player base decreased it turned into yeah. it, especially on pc it very quickly turned into stop oh dude it's hacker city it was awful yeah <laughs> there was a lot of hackers that sort of getting into resistance as well which was <laughs> i i didn't ever find too many of them like i would stream for like five six hours of resistance and i typically have one game that had a hacker in it maybe two but i never actually came across all that many personally speaking um there was usually other issues sort of thing um but the thing i found most fascinating resistance is that after i stopped playing the game on pc after a few months or so i actually then went and picked up the game on console because i still wanted to play it but i was so infuriated at where it was on the pc base and that it was just basically stomp or be stomped and i want i went onto the console i went onto playstation i believe it was uh, to pick up the game yeah. so again completely from scratch and it was almost like i was playing the game from scratch again because it was such a far more casual sort of atmosphere there was still some very strong builds but you didn't have like these pc people these keyboard and mouse people just making guns and just shooting people from ridiculous angles constantly and there's nothing you could do about it you had you know it was it was a much more balanced effect and it was a much more enjoyable experience on console i wish i can't agree with you but i just really cannot because the matchmaker is so garbage that i literally paired up with level 300 or whatever the hollow was yeah well, th that's what happened to me level two yes so this is something that's true however there is i will back for this game how do you do a good matchmaking system when you've got a player base of say a thousand people ain't my fault though no, <laughs> it's not your fault but to be fair you could have the best matchmaking system in the world but if you haven't got the player base for it it doesn't matter how good your player base um how good your matchmaking system is because it just can't work the game needed more people um if it is like it's if it managed to keep hold of even a few thousand people playing the game at any one time 
um, it would be a completely different world, and I well, might still be playing it. Um, and I have a counter argument for this actually. The game did have players on it, though. I can promise you that much. When it I did, yes. Um, but the it, problem it is, though, like, the shortcomings of the game killed it itself, right? The it, yeah, I problem. mean, the PC was it, PC was kind of... It didn't do at all well. Um, on console, it had a decent player base for a fair while, and I think persisted for a bit, um, even when the game, like, it kind of lost its way a bit after a, a month or so, and then about three or so months down the line, it kind of fixed itself again, as they have addressed a lot of the issues that had crept up, and we had a decent stab on it, um, and I will always applaud Neobards for, um, I think, the effort that they put into a pretty difficult project. I think they gave it a good shot, um, but it wasn't the beef for Resistance, which is a shame, because it's it was it's... I don't know if I'd go as far as to say Resistance is one of my favourite Resident Evil games I've ever played, but the highs of some of those Resistance matches are ones that I still remember to this day. And just yeah. some absolutely cracking matches that I've saved on YouTube and I've watched back occasionally so many good times. So I'm gonna give um, a I'm gonna give a shameless plug here. So uh the reason why I found out about broken mastermind bills is because once the game's meta started to grow out, uh these started to be highlighted on YouTube. So uh one of the big like content creators I follow, his name is Swingpoint. He makes yep. crazy builds. This is how I got like putting down mines on people and just blowing them up immediately. Uh, that stuff just got broken over time. But the first week was really fun. Like going in there against an unknown and fighting them and seeing what they're going to do, cut off the lights, or if they go around and spawn like uh, plant zombies to attack the player. It was an element of like having the unknown against you that's why it was so good but once people started learning this stuff i think that's when the meta was like no I'm, I'm not playing this anymore because these masterminds and these survivors are super overpowered i saw jill shoot like infinite rockets and destroy all my stuff like in no time so it, yeah there was there was some yeah the thing that rocket launcher it came about with beck it was a thing but then when jill came it was like especially in the in the, the, the beta level in with the there was a place you could stand where you could basically rocket launch everything and then they yep. changed that eventually with the first dlc that came out which meant that the um all the pods had a shield around that you had to physically activate to disable so you couldn't just blast them from a distance um stuff like that you know like when the, with enough time like neobard did get a lot of things right at that game but it, not enough of it was right at the start and a lot of people had a, a lot of patience and then resistance became a stick to beat resident evil 3 remake with which always really <laughs> infuriated me and i thought that was really unfair but unfortunately that's that's how social media goes sometimes unfortunately uh that is its um its sadness so uh but yeah like i would you know if i if there's a world where i played resistance again it'd be great but it's it's probably never going to happen but i have my memories i have my good times um you know and i was pretty good at this game i reckon in the long run of things which probably helped a bit so <laughs> i just grind it and then i started to become god level akuma in this game yeah i will i will also say um just just to just to make people angry i actually think Gia was better with a handgun than the rocket launcher just saying but anyways <laughs> i mean that's not a sound uh, alive when you know boom boom <laughs> so i was a samuel main and i had so many hate messages on xbox yeah. sam, sam was, was good um, sam was uh, i mean i've had a, I, I still have a couple save games of playing as sam against like the crazy annette buff builds 
um, who, who? and just taking Sam and just taking a sledgehammer and just going to war. Um, Dude, so Sam many, was the man. So many I, good times. So many good. Just thinking times. about all the plays with Sam just makes me smile because it was yeah. Sam was the funnest character when you're dealing with like just tons of wave of enemies, sledgehammer or just dash punch your way through everything. That's so, so, the so funnest thing to do. Who, who, it's, it's a crime that this game didn't get a, a better run of things, but who's the guy that can have the perk that will uh, have your team invulnerable for like a few seconds? Um, Tyrone had Tyrone had an ability to make them take much reduced damage for a little while, yeah. which was horrendously misused by a lot of people because they just used to protect themselves and not think of their team, yeah. which annoyed me sometimes. Yeah, very strong too. Like boss hits would only take you down to caution after like a couple hits. Yeah. When with the defense, though, you would stay in healthy for a long time before going down to caution. Yep, that was yeah. my Especially man. Healing buff stuff. Strong, strong black man. That was my man. His his cake. I the amount of people I saved from like head crushes from um like the tyrant with Sam's kick or, or Tyrone's kick is just like too many. Some great moments. And Sam's punch yeah. was able to uh stun some bosses as well. Oh, she had a, yeah. if it criticaled if it critical which yeah. Sam Sam had a high critical if you gave him the right perks yeah potentially so and he, it made his dash points so good all right then I think that's uh, probably plenty for a game which I do obviously dearly miss um, yeah an hour and a half in <laughs> yeah that's where it goes. I, so there's, there's a lot of side games oh sorry go on I just have one question at the end of all this like <laughs> like I was saying in in in, in the chat box a minute ago don't do a lot of multiplayer stuff but like unless it's final fantasy 14 or tekken not so much but yeah as i've seen some of it though i've seen people playing it despite not having played it myself would any of you guys say there's weight to the argument because i did hear this going around when resistance came out obviously alongside three that it was also a value adding prospect to pad out three on account of its short length i did hear that going around I think this is a myth. I think this is a myth. I'm pretty sure that was said by one of the producers. I think, I think, yes. Uh, I think, but I think the, um, it's one of those things that there's probably some degree of truth to it um, because only, you know, Resident Evil 3 was a little bit shorter than what it, uh, than what it could have been. But obviously they knew on the side that there was going to be resistance. Um, in it's, well, it's probable that they had a slight thing, but the internet blew this all out of proportion, as the internet does with everything. Um, and that's the only thing I would say for it. There's probably a bit of a truth to it, but in nowhere to the extent that um, the internet would make you believe, who, of course, told you that Resident Evil 3 Remake was the worst Resident Evil game in history. Oh, no, no, there's, there's, no. there's worse Ares. I was like, this goes it, it two is. ways. It, it could go for the way of, like, they did it to add value to Resident Evil 3 to justify the $60 price tag, or they knew that um, the game was going to be their arrival because, you know, people didn't like that, um, like the announcement of Project Resistance when it was a thing. Yeah. So they just said, you know what, let's just add in to um, Resident Evil 3 and then call it a day. Yeah. Um, There's definitely, I think both stories are honestly kind of true. There was um, also a third story, which was, remember when people initially thought this was a new Outbreak game? 
and then yeah. as gameplay came out they started to get disappointed that yeah. also happened in the middle of it where that mistake yeah. sort of led to more hate on that game which yeah i, mean, I yeah. remember all of this people yeah. say that's my outbreak file free i'm like well i don't know if they're ever going to do outbreak file free this is probably as close as you're going to get um mm. but the, you know and then people was then of course people said oh it's an outbreak free i'm not going to play this game and i'm like for goodness sakes kids like <laughs> you know it's this is was... this isn't necessarily what you want but this is can still be a fairly solid title and it could still be a lot of fun which it was i think for the most part so but yeah i remember that there was a just make outbreak file free it's not like they haven't been saying that you know for years but i think if and I think at the point now that obviously if they're going to do out file free, they're probably either already doing it or they're not doing it at all. We'll talk about this later. Oh, no. yeah. One less notice though, Capcom is also to fault for this though, because we've seen the same situation again with Dino Crisis though, but that's the, I'm going to leave that alone, right? When yeah. you see mm. so many like, mm. you know, leaks and domain stuff involving Resident Evil Outbreak though, that generally speaking will point to a sign of that particular um, IP is going to come back, right? So when we got this like well, I want to call it bait and switch, right? Because um, just know you would have known. I can understand the frustration that um fans had, like, because we've been asking for this for years. Like, yeah, it was outbreak again. It was outbreak file three or whatever you want, right? And yet they keep on giving us this minutia, you know. So I, I, I can't just say no. It's fake outrage, like you know, uh, like it's being said here. Though I understand the frustration, because I think people can't take it out the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, I, I I think uh... and I think I will certainly sorry sorry, I will certainly come to bat just quickly and say this despite my despite my gripes which I did mention during our Resident Evil three podcast three remake is not the worst Resident Evil game by a country no, mile and people with that opinion need to stop. Yeah, I I, I couldn't bring myself to watch any of these videos because it was just like just seeing people say some people saying and suggesting that it's just like. They have no idea what they're talking about. I have played yeah. Gaiden. It is not as bad. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> just the release windows and um, just how everything correlates together. And I read a leaked Capcom document about how they even thought of calling this Project Outbreakers, which would have oh, been man. worse if they called it that, because then people would have definitely said, is this outbreak or not like what's with the name before they changed it to project resistance yeah there's a definitely uh it gives an expectation and it it's nothing like outbreak it's it, you know it was very it was quite a unique little ip if anything there's very few games that are very much like um resistance so there was a novelty to that so but people are going to draw comparisons because they can whether they're correct or not so ah well i mean honestly yeah it happens like yeah. whatever you like and i don't comparison is going to happen the internet is a terrible place. That's all I can say. Uh, so I moving straight on. Moving on. Let's get after that topic yeah. of uh, yeah. discussion. So, um, so next thing we talk about is uh, just a quick glimpse into sort of little multiplayer side games that a lot of the mainline titles had. Um, so the likes of uh, Resident Evil Mercenaries, uh, Survivors, Raid Mode, uh, all the modes available in Resident Evil Six, which there's too many realistic probably to count um have been delved upon um obviously mercenaries made a, a sort of semi quasi return in resident evil village as well um you know stuff like that 
any particular thoughts on those sort of things? Things that stand up for you that you remember? Agent Hunt, I know it always gets talked to me about as people that really enjoyed it, but I was too late to the party, so never got a chance to give a spin of it, for example. Okay, real quick. Uh, they all... So I'll make this mine simple and quick. Oh. The only ones that are worth a damn is mercenaries and raid mode. I don't give a shit about the other ones because I think it sucks, especially given that during our Resident Evil Six. Now I'd rather play in a different game, so I don't have high favorable game those game modes. But yeah, it's really raid mode or mercenaries, and I really don't give a shit about everything else from that list. Okay, so simple. I I play survivors, and for what it was in RE Five, I am one who enjoyed it. Uh, I do think there is better pvp games out there in terms of multiplayer and the stop and pop in resident evil 5 for fighting other players was a bit cancer but overall i mean i got my trophy for that i got my platinum so i'm quite happy about getting the 100 um i liked mercenaries i like raid mode uh onslaught was cool where you could send the enemies on the other side but i can understand that's like a novelty mode so it's not gonna like last long or anything it's not it's not like it's something super competitive uh and predator was dope like chasing people as the ustanak was cool i just feel like mercenaries is the one that's like a cut above for making uh competitive because it was cool when it was in resident evil 4 and then they took it and then they put in co-op so you could play with like your friend and fight against the environment and that appeal was so lasting that they kept updating it over and over so we had mercenaries reunion we had i, I remember it was in re3 as well but they changed the entire meta for yeah, yeah, re4 it, yeah they, they revamped it for four and just went to the races with it it's to yep. what we know it today basically and then five was like uh they are taking this from four and they're amping it up and putting in you know you can play with your partners and everything else so i think that was awesome uh that they decided to have that long-term meta game but yeah it it's cool like i just wish that they didn't neglect it so much and even when it was in seven it's admittedly some of the same concepts but they differ in places because some of the maps are way harder now they have power-ups and um part so, two of the maps were cancer so it's you mean village right yeah village. village yeah i think this is one of the fascinating things especially when it comes to mercenaries um which is kind of one of the ironies of the series is that resident evil especially lately i've had so many attempts at trying to make these pvp titles because the feeling is well people like being in competition with another which people do you know people enjoy that but being in competition with your friends doesn't necessarily mean you're fighting them. It can happily mean that you're co-oping uh, against the environment and just trying to outdo one another and outpace one another or set the highest score or whatever else. I think this is where resist, um, where uh, mercenaries is so just hit every sort of mark because it was fun. You know, if you wanted to just do it just to beat the shit out of the undead, it was great. But if you wanted to like challenge yourself to get a better score than your friends and all kind of like say, oh, I'm the best at this stage, then you had that as well um you know it didn't have to be about you know you both being in the same map and actually trying to kill each other because resident evil has demonstrated on many occasions that it's pretty terrible at actually trying to do that in a way that's generally enjoyable its strengths is when like people can be kind of like competitive with each other but it's still on the same side and still trying to go for the same common goal yeah, uh, like, and I mercenaries is definitely where i think it's 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 shown that and it's survived for years 
like if, if they ever go for another competitive thing though like one of the mercenaries though it should be just like okay get a higher score or get um more kills or whatever category than your friend and then move on right instead yeah. of just um doing like what they're doing with the other pvp titles because honestly they cannot make a balanced re title i just think yeah. they, they've proven time again they can't do there's, it there's a reason when they put back mercenaries in re4 and they totally revamped it and changed it from the ground up um that it hit and that people enjoyed it. And then Resident Evil 5 came and they kind of tweaked it a little bit and then they brought on cooperative mode for it. Um, and then you had like Mercenaries Reunion where you had all these crazy characters coming in that some of them were admittedly horrendously overpowered. But Barry? no one cares. have a good time. You know? He's um, he, just have, he just has some great entertainment. Um, and then Mercenaries 3D came along, uh, which allowed you to do the same sort of thing. Again, you can have a competition and try and beat the other person's scores, but then you had the opportunity to do it um, with other characters and these maps sort of things. And it all just kind of goes in the same thing. Um, Mercenaries, like, really hit a stride and was really, really popular. And that was in spite of the fact that you didn't have to fight your friends, you know? And generally, when they've done that's been the case, you know, with Agent Hunt and Survivors and whatnot, but... They've kind of been really hit and miss. Uh, Agent Hunt is just so bad, but uh, well, I can't complain about it too much because I did kill some dumb players, uh, some dumb Leons. I just picked a dog and mauled on them a little bit. Uh, so that was entertaining, but it wore off fast. I, I did like when they did um, Team Survivors and Team Slayers, which is like basically uh, competitive mercenaries or competitive uh, survivors where you're fighting against all the other players. But I favor the uh, going around and beating up enemies for points more compared to the other one. Uh, that being said, it's like Brandon said, they cannot do balanced PvP because i've seen infinite rockets in re5 as well so i'm like well what am i supposed to do with this i i can't take this so i i don't know what they're gonna do going forward into the future some of these modes i liked the others not so much and then there's just so many layers of stuff we didn't cover like all the stuff at orc but as you can see orc kind of fizzled out after it sold well so i i just don't know what what they could do with some of these modes like i think most fans ask for a dedicated like re4 style mercenaries game where they have all the characters come in and it's not just someone missing like leon or something like that just all the characters from the entire re universe and make that into one singular mercenaries game mm. they tried with the 3ds game but it's not everyone it's not like what people really want to be fair, to, uh, to be fair, I actually played a little bit of Mercenaries long after the point it had been released. But Mercenaries Three uh, D, as like just an actual Mercenaries game, I thought was actually pretty solid. It was really um, dope. It was. It was. It, we've gone to that in the next question on the next section, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. But I, I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of it for what it was. Um, you know, obviously had some extra characters have been brought in and some kind of fun weapon sets and whatnot. But I, I, I got a lot out of them. A lot out of uh, mercenaries really more than i was expecting it's cool that you can swap loadouts too like universally like I, mm. I don't think that has been done before until this game yeah definitely do agree there so there's lots of little cool features and you know it was just a nice way to kind of do something and just mess up your mates and just beat the shit out of zombies who doesn't want to do that yep yeah that was pretty much my opinion as well just it's so simplistic that I wasn't really going to mention it until you tagged it on there at the end. Whether whether you're playing against your friends or just doing a bit of friendly couch co-op, any excuse to, you know, 
have have some folks over, grab a Chinese or a pizza, and just screw around and play a game together, you know? Yeah. And it, exactly. it does it well enough. It's fine. Exactly. It's, it serves its purpose. That's, uh, yeah, for sure. Alrighty then. So we will move on. Um, so there will be some potential spoilers here. So if you uh, don't want to know about any of this, then feel free to skip ahead to uh, the timestamp put onto the video now. Um, but we're we talking are about Capcom talk leaks. We're talking about Capcom leaks. So this is part of the uh, the video leaks that came out. Um, these were first publicized. Oh boy. Um, a little time ago, it feels like now. It's been a little while. Um, and I'm sure has been slightly delved upon um, as we've gone on through over the course of time. Uh, but of Resident Evil titles that are either slated to possibly be released or might be imminently announced. We don't necessarily know. Um, and we will go down the list here as we've got them. So we're going to start off with Resident Evil Hunk. Um, which is not one I'm actually particularly well versed in. I'm sure someone here can cover this one. So, it yeah, just like Brandon said, it seems like a hunk solo game, which I mean, it is something that people want it, and I don't think that Capcom's I don't I don't think their development history is like been privy to hunk because he supposedly was going to be in revelations one then they cut him and then and another game as well yeah earlier. and then they Just one life cycle it was supposed to also have more of his team and the ubcs and outbreak but that didn't happen so that's why people want outbreak file three uh so they cut that down and they didn't do that so this is why people want a solo hunk game to see more of his side of the story, what happened after Raccoon City and going from there. I think it's fine for what it is, uh, but there is that thing where like Hunk is enigmatic character. You know, he's mysterious. He's the guy in the shadows. So how can they flesh him out? I don't know, but I guess it it will be something that we would be privy to and seeing if it happens. It feels, it feels like a bit of a niff, though. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little speculative on this one. Personally. Yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical on this one as well, but I do want it because if they can make it work, if they can go into Hunk's background and make him a fully fleshed out character, like, uh, what is his motivation? Uh, maybe, I, I don't think they're going to tackle the idea of him not dying or whatever. I think that's going to be like a mysterious sort of thing in the background where it's like, I'm just too good and this can't happen to me. Hmm. It's too badass to die, and I agree with it. Yeah, people call him Resident Evil's Boba Fett, but you know, I, I, I guess <laughs> even he got his own uh, series, so it, anything could happen. I mean, I was that's gonna funny. say John Wick, but okay, that could work. I mean, that'd be cool. That's hmm? funny. Yeah. All right then. Um, so second up on our list here is one which, of course, uh, caught my eye when I first heard about the video leaks, and that is the potential Outbreak File 3, which I think, mm -hmm. according to the initial leak I think it came out, was scheduled for some point now. Now. Or this year. ish Supposedly. Um, it, was like it, was. it was like March 4th. Oh, Mar yeah, it was, it was speculated. Yeah, March, uh, at March 2022. It's, it's, it's March 14th at recording. We've not heard anything for it currently, which is not a surprise. Because mm. uh, if I was Capcom and I'd had that document leaked and that was actually what I was going to do, I'd push it back too. So yeah. I don't blame them necessarily there. Um, 
now They've... obviously there's there's two questions that must be asked here and that the answers i think are a bit difficult the first one is if this actually does happen is it too late no no <laughs> is it too oh, late to um, finally do outbreak no no no, no. That, that's assuming if it's going to be a Fallout 3, though. This could be like a, a remake of a kind, right? You know? So just putting that out there, like, I'll say it could be anything in relation to the Outbreak theme. But okay. I don't think it's too late. Personally, no. That is something I, that people want. They want a cooperative, you know, Resident Evil title, right? Just as long as Capcom play the cards right, though. This game can be a success. Just I, Capcom is the worst enemy when it comes to the kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh. I, I, funny enough, I remember actually um, when I first uh, got my hands, uh, when Remake 2 came out back in 2019, I think it was, um, and yeah. I was spending some time going through the Ghost Survivor stuff. And I, had, and I remember recalling on the video, a video or two I mentioned about, I was like, if you just took kind of this Ghost Survivor sort of concept and you took the Resident Evil engine as it is, like, this is a basis to make an Outbreak game on. Just with how it looks and kind of, you know, with people kind of cooperating a little bit, which ultimately is kind of slightly what happened in Resistance because it was kind of obviously used with the engine, but it wasn't quite the same. But I remember even marking back then, I was like, you could use this engine to make an Outbreak game and it would be potentially really good. However, this leads me then to my second question. Can this game actually satisfy people upon release? Or are people just going to be like, oh, it's Outbreak finally, and the expectations are going to be there, and it's not going to be quite what they expected for whatever reason, and they're just going to absolutely dunk on this? Realistically, I... no. You won't go satisfy everyone, because that's an impossible thing to do. But if they can satisfy the majority, or at least enough people that this game will stay alive for, like, you know, honestly, six months, because, you know, less, uh, gamers' attention spans are, like, really slow really bad um current year you know so like so long as you do enough to keep the interest up no the problem it will the problem be is i've um, got though is i i don't necessarily know what like we say obviously it satisfied most people but i'm not even sure what most people actually want from outbreak now as weird as the questions that might seem like i mean we, we say oh just make outbreak far one and far two sort of style but it's not quite that simple nowadays no you know? I, that's hmm. i don't uh, think if you were to release this, say for example that you just said Outbreak 1, Outbreak File 2 style, right? As much as I personally would want that a great deal, and I'm sure a lot of Resident Evil diehards would want that, would that accommodate a more mainstream audience and would Capcom be prepared to do it? Sadly, I don't think so. Uh, this is this is the thing as we've obviously veered with many of these games a lot of these sort of titles um tend to sort of tater towards whatever the current trend is in in gaming sort of thing now somehow we haven't had resident evil battle royale which has astonished me because i'm sure they would have tried that if they think they could have got away with it but somehow they managed not to do it that would sound fun i am not gonna lie but I, I think oh. that would actually be outrage. So, uh, but jumping ahead a little bit. Jill's and Jill and Chris is in Fortnite. So, I mean, yeah, they're one step of the way. Jill there. and Chris are in Fortnite. Yeah, they are. They are. Yep. Yeah, they very recently actually. They added in the skins. Yeah, very recently. It was. Okay. It was not long and Sh- Shadow here had won seven games in a row on his first attempt at Fortnite. In yeah, Battle I played games. for the first time ever. I played Fortnite like three weeks ago and like won my first seven games. I was like, what is going on here? I'll never play that oh, game again, no. but it was good for it. Jesus. Uh, 
it was a crazy stream. Um, at but first, no, I mean, the stream was first. The first time I'll win, I'll end the stream till the first time I'll lose is when I'll end the stream. Yeah, it's just a bizarre one. Um, but yeah, obviously, if Outbreak did decide they were going to come out um, and actually do an Outbreak file free, obviously, I'm going to be waiting at the door. I'll be pre-ordering. I'll be doing all sorts of stuff on my channel because it's like the biggest thing I do on it. Um, and I'll be obviously really excited for it. But I will be very nervous for this game because I feel like, especially for like the, the people that have been there, when you throw the Outbreak tag on it, there's going to be a lot of expectation on it. Probably unfairly so, because uh, people have, have a lot of fond memories of Outbreak because of nostalgia, because nostalgia is mm. very strong. And it's something that Resident Evil has relied upon for 25 years. It's the way it mm -hmm. goes. I... So... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it's my god. Oh, I was going to say, um, I don't think this game is going to be a remaster of the old ones. I think they're slapping that tag on it. It has no number from what we saw in the NVIDIA leaks. I think this is going to be like maybe a remake of those games. And suffice to say, maybe it can stand on its own with that new gameplay style that people like, which is the whole, you know, third person over the shoulder, stuff like that. Uh, it just depends on the content and longevity of the game because, like people said, small attention spans are prominent in today's age. So, I I'm thinking maybe like a roadmap or something would be ideal. Like show when you're releasing content, doing updates, and people can follow along from there. Uh, it's I mean, just you no know, resistance did also have a roadmap, and you see how it turned out. Well, yeah, I... but. Outbreak like has a lot more positive fanfare behind it compared to Resistance, whereas like some people, as soon as they saw that first trailer, they were like, "I'm getting my bad out. I'm 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 not dealing with this." Uh, All I say is that um, Disney had a lot of content at launch and then have their um um have their roadmap as well. What that's, I that's the key thing though. Day one is definitely gonna be the most important factor of keeping players in. Yep, but what I'm scared of is how Capcom uh does grimy practices and how they market things because i feel like anything could go wrong if they decide to do something anti-consumer with how they do the roadmap like if they That's say true. hey this is going to be episodic already i could tell people are not going to like that um but yeah, they could do it Capcom is their worst enemy though it's like simple as that yeah yeah I, I share that skepticism, but it's not like they haven't brought it upon themselves by at times being dishonest. Yeah, so, yeah, they are their own worst enemy. So it's just a wait and see affair. I'm excited once I saw it, and I guess I'm like, well, we'll see what happens. I'm just hoping for the best. Well, so do I. If it happens, like I, it's another one where I really hope it does well, but I am nervous and fear for what might happen because the internet can be a pretty unforgiving place as it demonstrates pretty regularly um and as i say it won't please everyone if it comes out because it just can't by nature um so yeah. hopefully if it happens it'll be good and enjoyable but we'll we'll see where that train takes us right then so we'll move on to another game that came up uh, which we mentioned early on and that is resident evil outrage uh, so this, I believe, was a game that was came out. It apparently was rumored to be. Um, it was going to be unveiled at one of like the game shows. I think like last year. It was rumored it was going to be, and then never did, which could mean anything, uh, particularly. 
Uh, I'm sure this... about that. a rumor. The only thing I'm a, I'm aware of, at least, that it's possibly a battle royale game. Mm. I've heard a lot of things. Doesn't be even thought that this might be like a Revelations three, or that there might be a separate title. Um, I mean, this could be a battle royale style. I mean, the thing is that ultimately, this is one that I don't think a lot of people really know very much to the point where <laughs> it might not even be a live project anymore. They they claim that this was supposedly cancelled and that this had nothing to do with Rev three uh this was just some sort of untitled multiplayer project and if it's battle royale i'm i'm not surprised because like i said before capcom likes hopping on trends like a lot that they see something successful and eventually they'll try to make something original and different but they want a slice of the pie uh so if they did battle royale i i wouldn't be surprised if out if outrage was just that because um they have done it for years like the main example is umbrella core that was mlg <laughs> just mlg light uh so i i don't know uh what the rest of the project is like i said they supposedly canceled it but maybe they know that the heat is getting to them with the whole neo bars thing and i would not be surprised if this was another neo bars project because they've been kind of quiet and and i recently noticed that Resistance is not getting the HD upgrades as well, so maybe this was like that new project. Yeah, because the game already in HD. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that's so, that, that game's not getting the um, PS5 treatment. Well, you know, ray tracing, reflections, all, all that stuff is not yeah, getting I feel it. like that'd be one way to at least bring the game back to life if they actually do something with it, you know? Oh, absolutely. But, eh, whatever. So here's, here's a question to throw out then. If this actually does happen, and if this is a battle royale sort of style game, like, can it work? Jesus, I. Uh, you know what? Yes, I do think it can actually work because the premise already writes itself. Imagine like dropping it into like a um biohazard zone. Let's say it's just for shits and gets. Say you drop it into Raccoon City or you leave it in those certain areas, right? And you must literally get to the center or get to a place and fight off other survivors. You know that, that the premise is literally right there. It's just they need to get the balance just right. Otherwise, the game would be dead. But yes, I do think that um, Resident Evil um, Battle Royale can work. Just um, they got to play the cards again just right. Which is difficult in a, in, a, uh, in a market that is, of course, very heavily dominated already. Um, yep. And is yep. probably pretty unforgiving to try and make a break into it. And I think the problem is as well, um, is that there is... A bit of a stink of the name, I think, sometimes when you see the words Resident Evil attached to any kind of game that's not like survival horror. It, it, it's one that has happened, of course, over the course of time. And it's probably fair. And I think it probably deserved, unfortunately. But sadly, is the truth. You know, if it, it's it's the way with a lot of things, you know, with, with these things, these projects, they've tried to follow these trends and they just haven't worked for whatever reason. Um, and, you know... I'm not saying that they can't find something that will make it work. Oh man, it won't work. but you know, it's it's a bit of a worry sometimes. So, all right then. So with that one, so yes, one other thing we talked about as well, which also came up, is a supposed Resident Evil Revelations free. Um, now the idea is, as we mentioned, is that this could possibly feature the return of Rebecca Chambers as a main character to um for the game. Um, perhaps the idea like she's trying to find like a cure to a virus or whatever else, and there's all sorts of things going on. Um, thoughts? Hmm, that would be a great way to bring her back in Billy, but 
everything. Oh, damn it. Well, Shadow's not gonna <laughs> like that, but uh, that would be a good. You know it. The moment that Billy comes back, I'm just gonna rub it in Shadow's face to the day I die. <laughs> I mean, you can't even get my name right, so. I'm sorry. Um, what was that Blackrock? <laughs> so Blackrock. Uh, <laughs> I've got no issues with Rebecca, kind of to be fair. Like, I've always felt Rebecca is, like, there's a lot of opportunities to do kind of cool stuff with her. Um, you know, when she came back in the movie, uh, I thought it was a nice touch um, because I think she's someone that can very easily sort of fill in that kind of, like, sort of side cameo role, um, you know, and, and whatever else. And I think she's a likable character on the whole thing. Um, having her, like, possibly leading a, a Revelations title, I... I don't. I'm not saying no to that. Um, I think it no. might be. I, I could definitely see it being a potential selling point. I, I could see. Uh, it. I gotta ask though. Do you guys think that she can actually carry you know, Resident Evil title? Because I know Zero's like the you know hit or miss game though. But in my opinion though, I don't think she can carry you know a mental like that. She gotta have a call um, star that can help um carry that game. Yeah, I th I think oh she she's mm -hmm. not gonna be able to do it alone. But to be fair. Revelations has never been a title uh, or a, a set of games about one person um, carrying the game. It's always been like a combination of stories. You know, Revelation 1, you have like three intertwining stories, you know, kind of all forming onto one spot. You're and then a history behind that as well. You're correct, though. But in the case of Rev 1, though, the leading character, they call it a Christian Jill game, though, but realistically, though, it's mainly Jill. It's mainly so, Jill, like, yes. She's I, I the, um, the selling she, point of that game. She is the... Well, I mean, well, yeah, of course. We all, you know, we all came for the battle suit and then stayed for the game. Um, but, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, yeah, it's definitely... I'd say, yeah, she was definitely, like, the main focus of it. Uh, but there was definitely enough side stuff going along to kind of take your attention away. Um, and then Revelations 2, you know, there was... It was pretty evenly divided, I think, between the pair. Yeah, they did a pretty good job splitting it up between um, Barry and um, Claire. Even if Claire was the marquee character for like promotional stuff, it was yeah. just the game itself. It was evenly split. Yeah, definitely. So I think as far as Revelation Three, I think if they just made it, um, if they just made it, Rebecca, I think that's probably a bit too much, given that it's been a long time as well since. <laughs> I mean. If you think about the last time that she... Sorry, everyone, but uh, some immature people in the Discord here. We're trying to conduct a professional podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For the love of God. I hate you guys. That was perfect. Um, but... but trying to think about the last time... No. So yeah, I think Rebecca can definitely be definitely there or thereabouts, but I think she will need someone else. Whether it's going to be a, perhaps a new character, I think trying to get someone else in from the series, like also like having a side main role, I think's probably pushing it a bit. I think even with Revelations two, like the whole um, Claire and Barry thing was like a bit far fetched. Although it'd be obviously with Moira and having that was like a nice touch, but you can only do that once. Um, so I think it'd probably have to be Rebecca and then someone new, I think, probably, I would reckon. Um, just any, I, just, just, just not Billy, please. Just come on, kids. Uh, give us Billy I, and give us Carlos. Okay, now that would be awesome. Like, what yeah, about Carlos like, would be good. Carlos would be a very interesting shout. I could see that. Um, but no, if, if it is Billy Cohen, I might have to boycott the game. <laughs> oh, hmm, you know... I know I, I love Billy. Our principal. If they want to do something like unique, because they they 
basically could make this a grand scale side game uh bring back like four old characters maybe it could be like billy rebecca and then carlos and someone else i would agree but i quietly think they're gonna do this for resident Evil 9 anyway so oh yeah we'll the, the whole we'll, we'll talk about that most of the time the whole I've got my cavalcade theory. of characters yeah i've i've got my theory i i called my shot on what i think resident Evil 9 is gonna be um we did the resident Evil 8 podcast and i stick to it i i have and i will be vindicated i have one more theory just one more quick one um what about all the cliffhangers from the old revelation games being answered in this one so you have uh clearly i I don't think they're gonna answer the natalia thing in full in this one but maybe you could bring her back or where is raymond and where is jessica as she was humping on chris's leg in the arctic so i i mean they they could do something with that where they talk about those obscure characters who had arcs and they end it in those games coming back into this one and figuring out, hey, what are you doing now? I would like to see that, to be honest, because as somebody who had a more recent replay of this, at the, like I said, the back end of last year after Resident Evil Village, the first one especially, I, I watched the situation with Jessica and I thought, there's a reasonable... Oh, for God's sake. Sorry, chat. <laughs> Let me just compose myself. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. I'd like Sorry, to know guys. this is glaring at you intently. <laughs> okay. Somebody tell me where the hell I was five seconds ago, please. I'm oh, sorry, what? I... Exactly. I've lost it completely. Resident okay, Evil yeah. plot lines. Revelations. Revelations. Yes. Revelations plot lines. Thank you. Right. <laughs> the whole thing with Jessica, where she was pretty much working for a shadowy organization, and it wasn't really directly noted what she was doing, but she definitely had some vested interest in double dealings going on. I would honestly like to see that answered because it's just, it's kind of dropped. It's not picked up again in any way in Revelations 2. Like, those two elements do not connect again between the two games. So I would like to see it. But the big question is, would Capcom actually do what a lot of us would want them to do and take the time to connect all of these elements together? And I don't know. I that's think... a gamble. Uh, just, I was just going to say, with Capcom's track record, I'm not confident. I, uh, I the don't, last time I they... I'm oh, sorry, real quick, real quick. The last time they actually put a open shut case on a, a plot point was Resident Evil 5. Yeah, you know how long ago that was? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, was... I don't think current Capcom would do that. It's it's a tough one. Um, I don't think the plot points left over for Revelations one will ever be addressed ever. I don't expect that. Mm-hmm. I would be shocked if they did, and I actually don't think it'd be a good idea if they did because it's been so damn long. Um, but definitely when it comes to Revelations <laughs> two, like in the Moira, uh, the, not the Royal thing, but the um, uh, Natalia thing, probably I think somewhere this should be brought up because it's a pretty enormous thing to just leave hanging. Um, you know, you could you could class like the for Revelations one stuff is just black market nonsense, whatever else it can be forgotten about. But like the ticking time bomb that is Natalia Burton is like that's fucking enormous, you know. It is a huge one, yeah. 
Catling noise and just it never have nothing happening of it is kind of uh, a bit complicated. So hey ho. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes of Revelations Three. Yeah, I'd like it. I'd like to see it. I think it could be a lot of fun if it does. So we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Yeah. All right then. So one last question before we end ourselves here. Um, uh, wait, what? Who? What? Where? When? Hey, nice sales, man. Hold on. Trust words. Mm. Go jump <laughs> on a dildo, boss. Okay. Oh. So, is there a character scenario or an idea <laughs> that uh, the devs should cover with any of side games or side content going forward? And for that matter, why have we not heard anything about the Village DLC yet? Oh. Mm. I think that's coming. <laughs> That's a very good place to start, actually. All jokes aside. Hmm. Uh, what? Is this character? <clears throat> yeah, I think well, it's you know what? They could. Uh, I would say they could actually do another Chronicles games and maybe cover, like, say, Resident Evil 5, 6 in their own Redux way, but give us, like, you no know, returning characters. I'm oh, sorry, old characters to return. Like, say, you know, I don't know, give us a Carlos scenario where he teams up with someone else or solo. Um. Shit, I don't know. You get something with Ada finally again? Because you no, know, we haven't had her solo adventure since Umbrella Chronicles. Oh yeah, you're right about that. No yeah, Ada. Umbrella around. uh Ada's campaign in Umbrella is actually really cool, even though it's a bit hard. Actually, you know what? Resident Evil 7 would be fun in a um Chronicles style game. Just, just travel through the house and um Unreal style. That that would, could be fun. That's some House of the Dead levels too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, something mm-hmm. they would never do. Bring back oh. Ark Thompson. <laughs> Good job. Yes, please. No, bring back Bruce and um and the other chicken um dead ain't man. This is right. ideas am... they would never do. No, You're right, man. Because we're just smart. Who knows? Oh, shit. There's probably more <laughs> characters we're forgetting. Just, you just said bring back Bruce. Bring back I, the outbreak. My, my instant response. Yes. Yes. Dear me. I actually quietly think we might actually see Ada in Resident Evil 9. I think this is not impossible. Yeah, I just I just I get the feeling Resident Evil 9 is going to be used to tie a lot of kind of loose story for us to go. Again, this is my this has been my my guess for nine is that it's gonna close the story, I think, of both Chris and Jill. It's gonna be their final farewell and they're gonna sail into the sunset because they're both like in their fifties at this point. That's not ridiculous. No, officially. they're well, no, they're in their um, late forties. Late forties, which is still pretty darn old, you know, for for what they're trying to do. I mean, there's um, still some punch of bullets, apparently, according to Ham Heisenberg. Well, yeah, but that's because Chris is like genetically modified, so but I, I do legit <laughs> I do legitimately think that um, I I reckon Nine is going to be like the closure of their stories because it's going back to the whole you know with, with how Resident Evil Village ended uh, with you know these uh, these troops being sent in from um, whatever the hell uh, you know the company what are they called yeah BSAA and of course like oh my god they're actually yeah they're they're not what they should be. Um, and it just mm. seems if you're going to go into this whole kind of um, like going back to that sort of thing as a cleanup, it just seems like the perfect time to kind of like tie up their uh, their stories together. Chris goes to do that um, and then Jill gets involved somewhere or another and they both sail off to the sunset. And that's the last we see of them, like in a main role. That's my realistically at some point that actually will need to happen. Not just with, you know, Chris. It has to. Will, no, they can't, they can't just keep Leo. going in. You know, as much yeah, as you'd like, you just, 
it'd be Mimi to see like seventy old Chris Redfield, you know, yeah, like with, with the crush. Asian real time. You no, know, Resident Evil takes place pretty much in real time, right? So like, yeah, logically and realistically, they would need to you know actually have to retire the characters at some point, whether if from yeah. the mainline role or they like take a back seat, like support role, whatever case may be. You know, like at some point, you know, they got to do it. Got to get phased out unless they do a reboot and you know, start from scratch again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible. Uh, I mean, definitely not impossible. But that—that's my theory for that. And I—I I would not be surprised to see the returns of a couple other characters from the series popping up. Um, Ada definitely sounds like she might make an appearance. I could definitely see that. Very, very possible. Could she be a couple of other surprise names as well. Uh, maybe, maybe even possibly like a Rebecca cameo getting involved in it, perhaps, perhaps as well, which then ties into um, then that kind of mm. thing can tie into the this Reve- Revelations three when she plays a much more future sort of prominent role, and then like a bit of t- a clever tie in there if Capcom were actually you know intelligent enough of a company to do that, like with some kind of artistic value. So we'll see how I that mean... goes. They do have a very bad habit, recent Capcom. Like, don't get me wrong here. Oh. <laughs> HR, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I need to go to bed. The war's over. I need to go home. <sighs> anyway, yeah. Recent Capcom has been putting out some really, really solid stuff. Not just with Resident Evil, but also with stuff like Devil May Cry. But at the same time, while it's been very high-quality content, it's been very risk-averse content as well, hasn't it? Mm. They haven't done anything that's really kind of swept people up and surprised them too much. And I mean, I argue that despite it being fantastic... The storyline at points still played it a little bit safe in terms of what they did with Chris compared to the way they were teasing it earlier on. In terms of all the, all the stuff that was potentially being hinted with this being Chris's final journey and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And he's so. he's kind of he's he's um as is very a, a bit tropey that he's had his um He's gone. He's been through so much shit, and then obviously Village was kind of like it was obviously a complete red herring in the uh, in yep. the pre-game footage. But like, just like, oh, is he going to be the bagger? <laughs> of course he wasn't. Like, who are you kidding? Of course he's not. He's Chris Goddamn Redfield. Um, I mean, you but... know, we know that he's not going to be the bad guy though. But I, just, I do generally love the idea of them like saying, well, "Hold on, this is the protagonist of a previous game or whatever previous movie." Yeah. No, why is he doing antagonistic things? Like, what's going yeah, on? And here? that he's become I, I, I love the, anti- the anti-hero. Yeah, I love the yeah. mystery behind stuff like that, though, because that was actually going to happen before with another Capcom property with Demogorgon yeah. 4 before that show yeah. comes out. On, on a, casual, on, on like a casual level, like, it was totally fine, and I applauded it. It's just, like, anyone who has any idea of the series would know that it was obviously a complete bullshit, but it was, like, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It wasn't, like, something to go against, but it's part of the character arc, you know? He's kind of, he's gone through this kind of dark phase yeah, of, kind of self-reflection, sure. and now he's he's resolved that he is going to finish things once and for all, which is the setup for nine. And that means yep. that there has to be a degree of finality to that. And I think if if that's the path they go, um, I think that's the path they have to commit to. Um, and they need to like really give it a full ending. And if you're going to give Chris's full ending, then you have to give it to Jill as well, because that's where it all started. 
Um, it just wouldn't feel right to me if one kind of uh, was suing you to the sunset without the other, which is why I'm 100% sure that you're going to see her in, in, in Resident Evil 9. So. I do also have to agree with what Brendel said, that um, at this point, they are both getting much older. I did a bit of tallying up in my, in my brain while you guys were talking earlier. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Village is set. Is it 2020, Village yeah. is set? Yes. Right. So if we do some basic math, Chris is 25 in Resident Evil 1 and Jill is 23. So we add 22 years onto that. That makes them 47 and 45, respectively. You can't keep bringing them back consistently. Right. Because they will be factually geriatric if you keep bringing them back too many more times. And I mean, look at that from a viewpoint of the progression of the fan base. A lot of us in this chat right now were, were young kids when we started playing this game. And the bulk of us are bare minimum 20s. I mean, I'm sure there's some people listening yeah. to this video who weren't even born when this series started. Yeah, Technically, yeah I, was I, wasn't, born. So. <laughs> I was born during yeah. Remake 1 came out. You know, and Resident Evil 4 was on the horizon. And it's not to say that these two characters, like, these are, like, iconic characters in, in survival horror, and I would argue probably in gaming in a much more general sort of state. Um, you know, they are mm -hmm. instantly recognisable, they have name value, and they've carried the series for a long time, but it, there's only so much you can do that feasibly before it becomes to start being a bit of a joke. Um, yeah. And you have to be bold enough as a company to like accept and be brave enough to, to 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 know when it's time and when it's time to lay down you know they need to lay down probably together in a bed in someone's weird fanfic or something no doubt oh. but don't worry cut <laughs> that bit out um it's called cool. <laughs> so anyways i'm hungry i'm not 37 fuck you anyways anyone else is going to be for this before we bring this one to an end Mm, they will never bring back the lot. They will never bring back obscure characters, so I know I won't get what I want. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Jake? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> yeah, bring him back right. lost. <laughs> well, No, bro, they should bring no. him back already, man. Like, imagine if he was part of Wolf Squad in Resident Evil um, 8. Like, come on. Like, that, that would have been great. No, kind of poetic, you know, working with Westford's son. I'll um I'll, I'll dial it back because a few of you probably know I already have very strong anti six bias, which puts me in a difficult position because I've now promised to stream it for five hundred subs and I'm nearly there, so I'm gonna have to do say, that. Blame you. <laughs> uh, I, I would play with you if I had the right uh, yeah. properties to play with. I mean, hey, I, I'm, I, I'm 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 trying to basically base hang on only that game in come September. Like, I'm joining one of those campaigns. That's for sure. That's gonna be a fun one, but we'll see how I'm, it goes. I'm sure it's I already tested it. Leon, I tested it and it's it's rough. I'll give yeah. it that. I've tested it on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. Oh, I know it's well, gonna be hard. Difficulty. I, oh, no, you're gonna want that one, too. Yeah. No, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be brutal. But it's like I I know it's gonna be brutal walking in. But it's not my first crazy rodeo, so. Mm. I, well, honestly, we might have to do Chris and Pierce because that's going to be the most complicated one to do because you need to use Pierce's sniper rifle for a few sections. Yeah, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. 
Just one quick thing to add since I, I sense we're getting right near the end here in terms of characters and things they're going to do. Sadly, one thing that I foresee them doing, if there's one character that will keep being brought back at least semi-consistently, probably long after several of the others have been retired, let's be honest, it's probably going to be Leon, isn't it? There's a high probability mm. that it's going to be Leon. I would agree with that, though, but given his appearance in the games lately, he's not... He is more likely to show up in the movie or CGI show than he is a game at this rate. Leon yeah. is definitely more of a uh, media figure than a gaming figure in this current time and age of Resident Evil. But yeah. that doesn't mean I wouldn't want him in other games. I'm a given, big Leon guy. Here's the thing, though. Given the nature of the games in the current plotline, though, Leon wouldn't necessarily be a fit unless it's like something that's. How can I put it? Something that's super direct, you know? It has something like, to do with you know, the with United Evil, States. Yeah, like with Resident Evil 4, for example, right? No, that involves the president's daughter, so that was a Leon job, right? And then you look at the um, like the other later videos, right? That involves something, the White House or the president, you know? So. It has to be something in that realm of possibilities for Leon to get involved, whereas, you know, in Chris's case, for example, like, he's, you know, part of BSA to deal with bioterrorism across the world. So he's going to be realistically everywhere, or at least some of his teams are, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good. It's a very good point, actually. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if you think about it, since 6, there really hasn't been, outside of various spin-offs and whatnot, any real viable reason for Leon to be dropped in somewhere has this. I'll take that point on board, yeah. Totally. This is why it's easier to write for Chris, because considering the BSA handles worldwide threats, he could be anywhere at any time. It's a very convenient plot dice for him. There's no question about that. Essentially. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Alright then, I think that is probably going to do us then for this podcast. I think it's been a, a good delve into more games than there is. It's, I forget how many freaking Resident Evil games there are sometimes, but it's been good to revisit a lot of them. Plenty of memories, plenty of good times. Um, and uh, an eye forward. So we will be starting to sign off then. We'll start off with Mr. Renegade. Alright, so you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Renegade underscore Operative. And you can find me on Twitter at Ren Operative underscore. Uh, I have a lot to edit, I know. Uh, a lot of podcasts to put up and a lot of commentaries, all that stuff. I'm working on it. So soon as I get the chance, I will put that stuff up. And we'll probably do like more horror movie stuff. And uh, our RE movie reaction got delayed, so... Uh, we're going to be reacting to some terrible Resident <laughs> Evil films uh, very soon. <laughs> Been delaying it as long as he could. Uh, yes, because as soon as we get past, like, Extinction, that's it. Like, the quality just <laughs> dies. It's over. It's it's over. It's over. All right. <laughs> nah, Dude, I wait last chapter. Last chapter, The Door, man. That oh, fucking door. Uh, I didn't it's even watch door. that movie because I heard how crap it was. The final Didn't movie actually it. wasn't the worst in the, in the series. It wasn't the worst one. I'll stand by that. Oh, we will. Mr. Austin. Yeah. I'll take it. All right, I'll make, <laughs> I'll make a Austin. You can find me on Twitter under the same uh, Twitter ha- uh, handle as my name. It was a blast here. 
I might be tired and hungry as hell. And so I will leave and get something to eat. So, peace. All right, then. Uh, Silver? Not a problem. Yeah, guys, you can find me over on YouTube at Silver Gaming Network, and you can also find me on Twitter and now Metacritic as of today on Silver Gaming Zero One. Going to branch into a few more review things. We're also going to be doing a 500 subscri- subscriber live stream of Resident Evil 6, and I'm currently writing a review for the Nintendo Switch Triangle Strategy. So, all good. Hope to see you there. Thank you. Mr. Brando. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ImmortalBrando, Twitch at SirBrando. Uh, YouTube is still in the works after like a fucking decade, but I'll get there soon, I promise. Uh, and yeah, Renegade is 64 years old, and have a great day, everyone, or night, or whatever time, day, evening, whatever it is for you. Shut up, you bitch. Nice. <laughs> And uh, you can find me on YouTube as well at BlackShadow993, also on Twitch at Black underscore Shadow underscore 993, because someone beat me to it, the bastards. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm about to go on a vacation, uh, and then when I come back, I've got all sorts of crazy shit lined up. A rerun of Resident Evil Gaiden, a Return Outbreak, uh, many poor life decisions that I'm making, but uh, we'll come for it as we usually do. So it's been good. Hopefully, everyone's enjoyed. Thank you for listening, and uh, take care of yourselves, stay safe, and we will see you very, very soon. Yeah, thanks, Black Rock. God, farewell, people. Bye. <laughs> I love that Hunter booty.